You are listening to Zen and the Art of Triathlon. There are you triathlon studs and stud ads, and welcome to another great episode of Zen and the Art of Triathlon, the podcast where we give you tons of tips and tricks to simplify the world's most complicated sport, and we mix in a little Zen to make you a better person along the way. All right, this episode is going to be super cool. We have an Ironman champion, Mallorca and New Zealand Ironmans, Jocelyn McCauley. It's going to be so cool. But first, let me tell you where I am. The birds and craziness you're going to hear in this first part of the episode are all local wildlife at the Moody Gardens Hotel, which is ground zero for the Ironman uh, 70.3 distance in Galveston, Texas. I'm actually on premises for work and uh, not during the race. And it is truly bizarre being here when there's not an Ironman, a half Ironman about to go down. There is uh, just lots of wildlife and and craziness. There they go. And hopefully we'll get a laughing seagull here in a minute. They're funny. And uh, I'm here uh, for work work, regular day job work. And I had to do a a presentation and our our city uh, got an award. So I have to be there to help pick that up two presentations actually and Kai and Emily came down to uh, see uh, another guy said he joked yeah that's how my family understands what I do for work they come to see a presentation <laughs> I work in uh, IT and uh, uh, smart mapping kind of stuff kind of like Google Maps kind of things but anyway that's why I'm down here and that's also why I'm recording this uh, right now under the situation with some free time because I want to get this show out Jocelyn McCauley is a really big deal, and she swung by the Zentri Studios in College Station, Texas, where she's from. She was visiting her family over Easter and swung by my own house and set a new bar for how to be a guest on a podcast, on a triathlon podcast. You come to my house and uh, sit in my training cave and... uh, you know, record our, our interview for an hour and a half of everything that she does, how she does it. Uh, there's just so many cool things in this interview. Her favorite workouts, uh, why she doesn't race on Sundays. I can, I can give you a teaser. Would she do, I asked her, would she do Kona if it was on a Sunday? What do you think? You're going to find out. It's towards the end of the interview. It's really good stuff. Man, I'm super excited about about this, um, and I wanted to get the show out as fast as I can because she is uh, racing again at Ironman Texas on Sunday, no Saturday, and they know I need to get this show out quick so people can uh, hear about her and learn more about this uh, wonderful, wonderful guest. Oh, we talk about her um, her interview on the uh, the Starkey podcast, uh, TRS Radio, and what she thought about all that. And is she really the Kanye West of triathlon? <laughs> oh, man, it was really good. She goes over my uh, training cave just a little bit, gives some pointers and, and a little bit of discussion on that. But anyway, we're going to get to that as fast as we can. First, there's just 
two important things of uh, triathlon news. Oh wait, squirrel moment, except it's a lizard moment. I have never seen a lizard that looks like that. Some kind of bearded dragon looking thing. There's a Chinese alligator in the hallway, a little atrium glass hallway off to the side of the, of the presentation room that I was just uh, at also. This place is pretty crazy. And Kai and Emily, uh, they had some time to kill and they went over to Moody Gardens. I saw there's a, um, uh, a dinosaur exhibit. There's your laughing goals. One right overhead. Don't poop on me, please. And, oh man, this is where they have like penguins. And, but anyway, they have a dinosaur exhibit. Oh, and I went running this morning and there was um, uh, still tape on the ground from Galveston, from the race. Uh, and I took a picture of that and posted it on Instagram. I'm on I'm Zen Triathlon on Instagram, all one word. Go check that out. All right, so. The uh, important thing in triathlon news is Jody Swallow is having a baby. So it seems like everybody's getting pregnant. <laughs> we talk about that with the Jocelyn interview. Uh, I ask her if having had a baby gives her superpowers. So you need to tune in and listen to that. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Jody Swallow. Uh, let's see, she joins Rachel Joyce lately. And, and actually... Jocelyn was um, more versed on who's had babies lately. And it seems like a lot of people. So uh, Jody joins a whole bunch of people. We got a truck coming now. Real audio. We're on the street, <laughs> on the sidewalk. Oh, man. It was cool running the uh, parts of the, uh, the run course here. I've done Galveston about five times, I think. Set my PR here. And the. Um, it was cool seeing tape on the ground. It got, brought me flashbacks. I could just totally imagine the crowd screaming and stuff. It's really a great run course. It's really cool. Anyway, there's uh, there's that. So uh, Jody was already uh, really fearsome and an incredible uh, athlete and having a baby. I can just see her coming back and, and uh, being even tougher. They say it makes you tougher. Emily, uh, the Zentri nurse, my uh, wonderful triathlete spouse, wife, has um, mentioned that half Ironman was about as hard as giving birth. <laughs> I think it all depends on how much you train. You know, if you don't train much, it could probably be worse than giving birth. If you train plenty, it's probably easier than giving birth. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'll leave that to the ladies. But there's that. So she posted uh, some pics on Instagram and she's on Twitter, Jody Swallow. Uh, Kanama so you can uh, go follow up with her and congratulate her and wish them luck I didn't even see how far along they are um, oh the due date I think is in November but anyway there's that and then somebody sent me a link to a cool Strava related app that you can use to get your best results if you're trying to take a Strava segment or have your best results it's called My Wind Sock and that's an ode to the fact that you are not getting a Strava segment unless you um, unless you have a tailwind. So those that don't know, Strava segment is it's actually a really cool idea. And speaking of that, we're going to pick up a little wind right now. A Strava segment is you go out and ride, and your GPS captures it. It'll compare your effort versus other people's GPS tracks, and 
they're really smart about this. They've turned it into sort of a competition. They, well, you could turn it into your own competition. They rank how well you did versus other people that have been on that same segment. People can, can make segments anywhere, everywhere. Um, I've got one King of the Mountain left somewhere that I did during a uh, charity ride a few years ago out near Austin, for example. It's out in the middle of nowhere. I had a real strong tailwind, and therefore I went really fast because of the tailwind. But it seems like that's the only way that you're going to get a king or queen of the mountain anymore. Oh, we discussed that with Jocelyn as well, the, um, that she's on Strava and how to find her. Uh, so if you want help having better performance on Strava, then you can use this mywindsock.com because it'll tell you the typical weather and then also the conditions that the person that got the best result on that segment, uh, what kind of weather they had. But I really do like this thing because there's um, with, with Strava, you're kind of democratizing races, right? So you want to go do a race, you got to pay money, right? But you know, now that I think about it, this is a really good example. I'm standing on the race course for Galveston right now. So I could go do it. You know, I'm literally on it right this moment. So I could go do it and see how I do on the same course, same weather conditions, right, as other people do. And instead of paying somebody and say it's not, you know, it's, it's like impossible for you to do it when everybody else is doing it. So Strava uh, records people's performances on a section of road or, and, and again, they can make the sections, the long sections, whatever. And so basically you can compete against other people anytime of day, night, and since it holds on to their performances, it's kind of like virtual reality racing, augmented reality racing, where you're kind of racing against everybody else, but at your own convenience. So in a way, it's uh, democratizing racing so that you don't have to pay an entrance fee. You can just keep your eye on, on a segment and try to beat yourself, uh, try to beat other people, and just see how you do. And that's kind of the way things are going is always uh, trying to remove the middleman from your uh, happiness and just giving you straight access to it yourself. So that's what my windsock does, is it uh, shows other people's performances versus uh, your own. It's really cool, so go check it out. They are definitely not a sponsor of the show. I just got it sent to me that it's this cool thing to go check out. And oh, the other thing is with Strava segments is you can go see um, your favorite people like Jocelyn McCauley, um, other pros, big time. You can see how, how fast they go and it shows if they record it, their watts and everything. It's really neat. Okay, let's um, go ahead and get started with Jocelyn so we can get that into your ears and you can check it out. And if you're going down to um, Ironman Texas race site, you can cheer her on or you can cheer her on through Facebook or um Twitter, however you want to do it. And a little bit more background on Jocelyn. She's from College Station originally. She was born there and now lives in Cincinnati. I was born in Cincinnati and now live in College Station. So it's kind of like we're living polar opposite <laughs> results out of our lives, which is super cool. I love it that somebody from College Station has uh, won two Ironmans as a pro, completely all out won them and that is an indicator to people like my son, other kids on the team, 
uh, that he's on a tri kids triathlon team, that it is possible that you can do this. If you can be one of the best in the world at something and come from a small Texas town, central Texas town, then uh, if somebody else did it, then you can too. And also she's just got such a great voice on the recording and it's super friendly and super nice. Uh, good upbringing, we talk about that as well, about uh, your view on why you train and why you race and you know who you're trying to prove right or wrong. This has been great to have her on the show again and to have her reach out and uh, offer to be on the show was just fantastic, absolutely love it. So let's do everything we can to cheer on Jocelyn and let's tune into this interview. Here we go. Welcome to the next level. We're gonna have to share a mic, by the way. Oh, we're, not, no. we're, we're not super fancy with this, so I'm. Ben Hobbs and Tim Floyd. He brought Tim brought his own uh, microphone to the podcast. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I am here with Jocelyn McCauley. How's it going? Good. Good. And Carol's we are we are actually in my training cave. And uh, do I get the vote of approval? Is it a thumbs up? Yeah, I wish I had it. So yeah, for sure. And uh, you were three fans, four fans. <laughs> yeah, I guess not that. Well, okay, see the one over there? That's a remote fan. I, I remember you talking about it on your podcast. Oh, and that was, that's my uh, upgrade for this year. Last year it was electronic shifting on my bike. Uh, and this year one of those fans is kind of dead. Like it doesn't want, it wants to fall off its stand. Yeah. So I was replacing it. And so I got the one over there with the uh, remote on it. Well, see, if you didn't replace it, you could do Ironman Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, but I have a question about you. You came here for Easter to visit your family, right? Right. My parents live in College Station, so yeah. And that's really cool because I'm super excited that you've done so well as a pro because you're from here. I am born and, and bred. So and people, you know, say College Station is so small. You know, what are you going to do out there? And it's like, well, you could become an Ironman World Champion. Maybe not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Iron Man champion, yeah, and uh, and that's so cool. So um, I'm I'm so excited that uh, people may not remember because that was like what do you think like two years ago that you were on the show maybe a year and a half ago where you swung by and uh, you reached out and contacted me and I thought you were a typical like middle of the pack age grouper because <laughs> you didn't say anything about who you were no and you said hey I listened to your show. And yeah. I get a message like that every once in a while. Let me close the door because we got we got dogs downstairs, and I uh, and I'm always super psyched to meet fans. Yeah. And I'm like, and you asked if if I wanted to go jog or something like that because you were coming into town. Yeah. And I said, uh, yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> and then remember, you started. We started jogging down the street. You didn't even tell me this until we were like halfway through the run, and then. I go, wow, you're kind of fast. <laughs> and I had just done my Ultraman, maybe. So remember, I was all banged up. Like, I could well, barely yeah, but run. You, like, and your arm or hand or something. Oh, I'd fallen and broken my arm. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, oh, my gosh. And uh, I still can't straighten up my arm. See how it's a little bit bent? But um, oh, you're swimming 120s in the pool. Uh, yeah. So. 121s. Uh, 120s are next. Okay. And then... Uh, 
I um I was like, oh wow, you're kind of fast, and you're like, oh thanks. And I said, did you do Iron Man Texas? And you said, yeah. And then I said, well, how'd you do? And you were like, well, I kind of won. <laughs> or wasn't was it Iron Man Texas? As an amateur. As an amateur, you won the age. My age group. You won yeah. your age group. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, holy crap. Like, this is great. Okay. So now we got to really sit down and do an interview and talk about this and everything, right? And that was, you were going pro. Yeah. And you were, um, yeah, you had just just gone pro. I don't think you'd even raced as a pro. No, yet. I, I had at least raced as a pro because it was when I was with David Tilbury Davis. Mm-hmm. So I had been a pro for a while, a little while, not a yeah. while, but not a year, but yeah. Yeah. Some months. Yeah. And, um, so then I started following you and you did some races in Asia, right? Yeah. And you, I remember you struggled with a race in in Asia. What happened there? Yeah, uh, I got sick the day before. Well, okay, so that was a whole catastrophe race to begin with because those that know me know that I'm a little bit scattered sometimes once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I didn't realize your passport expires um, six months really before it expires because like countries say your passport has to be valid for six months from the day of the time you leave the country. Mm-hmm. So not when you arrive, but when you leave. And so it was... Oh, crud. We need to check on Kai's then because he's going to... Oh, he was renewing a passport. Oh, okay. But I still need to check because he's yeah. going to Sweden this summer. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's You just don't think about it sometimes because you think that your passport actually expires on the date that it expires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, so I had to rebook my trip to Malaysia and I didn't get in until I think it was like Thursday and the race was on Saturday. So I like got in, I registered, I did everything like on mm-hmm. that day. And so I w- it was just like stress everything and just not a fun day and then I ended up getting sick on top of that and then tried to do the race and that race is so hot yeah that race is so hot. <laughs> like that race puts like Texas to shame I've heard that's yeah. like the only place on earth that's like worse than Texas yeah. yeah yeah they say like um yeah I remember somebody was telling me about doing like a marathon or something in Samoa or I don't know where it was well no no it was like in Thailand or something like that uh-huh. and they said it is so hot that they have to do everything at crazy early hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, it's like Dubai or, you mm-hmm. know, the Middle East in the but summertime. But with humidity. So, well, that, it gets humid there, actually. Yeah. Oh, because I mean, it is on the water. It yeah. is, yeah. You know, you don't think of it because you're like, oh, it's, it's just not enough to rain much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but no, Malaysia. And then, then there's like the monkey zone. You're not supposed to take any <laughs> the nutrition. monkey zone? They call it the monkey zone. Yeah. yeah, it's like 20 miles and you're not supposed to take in any nutrition. Uh-huh. You can't look the monkeys in the eyes or they will like attack you and stuff. That's very aggressive. At least that's what they tell you. you bar- <laughs> they say- <laughs> to bear your teeth. They, to bear your yeah. teeth and look the monkey right in the eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be a great idea. <laughs> that's what you tell your competition. So they okay, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they like that. You yeah. should smile at them. They think yeah. it's cute. <laughs> wow. Okay, and... Well, you're based out of um, Cincinnati. Yeah. And you took that. I was listening to the Ben Hobbs interview, and you took that. Um, well, you're you might. Are you thinking about moving back to Texas, or you're trying to, or would you move somewhere else, or? Uh, we we may move somewhere else, but yeah. uh, I don't think we'll move back to Texas at all. We want to make it out west again. Oh yeah, we, that's nice out there. Yeah, yeah, we both we met um, in Utah mm. uh, going to BYU, so. Um, 
we love the mountains and we really miss the mountains and that really like outdoors lifestyle that the Midwest doesn't have. It's like opposite of the Midwest. I know. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. People here seem to be allergic to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like I was out on my bike, uh, for several hours today and I, I think I saw more people out on my bike today than I have seen ever out on a bike in Cincinnati in yeah. one day. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of Cincinnati, I was born there. Great. And I grew up on the northwest side or north. No, I didn't grow up there. I lived there until I was three. And but you were talking about a basement, and your training cave is kind of like a, a big basement area. Yeah. And I remember being a little kid, and go, looking down the stairs to the basement, and it was so creepy looking. Like looking <laughs> down these stairs, and then. Uh, Something like out of a horror movie. Like I looked down the stairs and then down at the far end of the basement. It was all like bare cinder block and stuff. Oh. Do, do, is y'all's finished, a finished basement? It is. It is finished. So yeah. it's not like the bare, well, I mean the closets that are down there are the bare mm. cinder block. But when you, just the room is, is finished. So. Yeah. Well, there was the, the creepy looking rocking horse that was on metal springs, <laughs> yeah. you know, on the far side of the basement. I'll never forget that. And then we lived on a hill and there was a split rail fence. And one time my brother was, because uh, there's lots of snow up there in the winter. Well, not tons, but some. And uh, he was going down the hill in our backyard, and he ducked. And the kid on the sled behind him didn't duck. And then split open his face on the oh. split rail fence. And then my brother and I had a habit of on our next-door neighbor's porch of leaving out crayons <laughs> in the summer. And they would just melt like all and stain the concrete, all these colors and stuff. I've seen Pinterest, like melting crayons on Pinterest. Like it's yeah. supposed to be art projects. Well, so. we've got pictures somewhere of my brother and I, because we were in Cincinnati wearing those snowsuits where your arms stick out from your body right, like, like, like a Christmas story. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get down to the questions here. I thought long and hard about these. On a, I was running, listening to... Um, the Starkey interview. Yeah, you're braver than I am. And, I haven't listened uh, to it. <laughs> and I was, I had to stop every like three minutes and record and like we're and write down. I was doing a voice recording <laughs> of what to ask you about this interview. Okay. Oh no. Okay. So first off, why can't Ben Hobbs pronounce your name correctly? What's what's going on there? Where he's I calling know. you Jocelyn. Jocelyn. It's because he calls Reef Riff. So <laughs> <But> <laughs> I think he likes having nicknames. <laughs> I don't know. I think he was. You are the first guest I have seen him be nervous. I don't know if he was nervous, but he just did not handle you <laughs> because you're Mormon or something and you're not some kind of like party, like drinking animal or something. Or, I, will, or I know. I'm not like one of him. Like, you know? I know. So, he's like, you're like an alien. We, so he's we, like, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I can't talk about beer. I can't talk about, you know. Alcohol. So he doesn't have anything else left to talk about. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, and he can dig up any, like, party dirt on me, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does that. That's his angle, yeah. is he tries to find, oh, he's really good at it, yeah. and he tries to find, yeah, the controversial thing about somebody, and yeah. then throws it at them in a way that they can't answer it correctly, Yeah. and then watches them squirm, Yeah. and he doesn't have that on you, so he's like, uh, so he's, he started, so my other note is here. He came up with a phrase during your interview by accident because he stuttered a little bit trying to come up with a question. And he said, Were you, are you going to Kona qualify? But then he went, Konaify. Oh, I didn't notice so that. so I'd like to thank you for making Ben coin a new phrase, which is Konaify. Konaify. Yeah. Well, I hope I can Konaify. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's where you qualify for Kona and why yeah. just instead of KQ or whatever, you can just say Kona fun. Yeah, I'll use it now. Yeah. Okay. And then um, at some point during the interview, he said that maybe oh. you're the Kanye West of Trapon. And it's that whole thing where you made him nervous. Yeah, and I know. so you had like all this swagger. <laughs> And well, it's because I said that I expected, like, I, he, he said, did you exceed your expectations at Kona as an amateur by, by being the first amateur? And I didn't. And I mean, this is something that, that, that people have asked me about other races too, like, uh, New Zealand and stuff like, you know, oh, like you came out of nowhere. Like, did you, ex- yeah, you must've like, you know, not expected to win. I'm like, yeah. I think very rarely you don't expect that result if you're going to get that result because you have to plan. True. No miracles on race day. Right. You have to plan for that. And, yeah. you know, like if I don't see that in my mind, like time after time, then it's hard to make it actual reality, you know? Yeah. So. So on New Zealand, were you, what was your strategy for New Zealand? Did you have one or are you just going to go like at a constant effort the entire way? Or did, did you have like, I'm going to, I'm going to follow uh, one person's lead and try to stick with them and then at the end try to pass them or like particular right. people. Yeah. I mean, I always have, I always look at a start list and see who I can swim with and try to find someone who would stretch me, you know, kind of thing. I wanted to swim with, swim with Emma Bilham. Um, so you want to, you want to find a swimmer that's faster than you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why? And, dra- and try and to draft? Off their feet. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, they say it's like, I've heard anywhere from 16 to 30%. Yeah. Um, oh, savings, yeah. you know, behind someone in, in the water and stuff. So yeah. it's completely illegal. So why not do it? You yeah. know, the uh, swim in New Zealand was really, really rough water. So Are there any sheep in the water? Uh, no, I saw golf balls, golf balls. Yeah. That's because weird. They have a hole in one, um, yeah. out there. And so everyone always misses it and yeah. there's golf balls all over in the water. So okay. you can count the golf balls as you go. So. <laughs> one golf ball. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I can count them all. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I plan, my plan was to swim with her, but she actually, um, there was a group of us, like four or five of us, and it was her and me and Laura and um, Vonzi, um, and then a New Zealander, I can't remember, Vanessa Murray, I think. Um, so there was a there was a good group of us in the water and stuff, and I figured that um, if I came out of the water. That it would be like Vonzi and Sid, Laura Sidel, um, and me um, on the bike, and that I would go try to go with them and see what would happen and mm-hmm. and everything. So that's what happened on the bike. Is that all three of us were together the majority of the bike? There were there were times that they dropped me and then I caught back up to them, you know, like yeah. and stuff. But it was you know most of us all together and stuff. And then I knew that if I came into the is it is the bike ride? I've heard it's like real. The pavement's chip real ch- it's choppy and hard. Yeah. Like it's a difficult road. Is it worse than here in Texas? The chip seal we got around here. So the thing is, is uh, no, the chip seal here is way worse. It's because they're upside down. Their potholes are different. Yeah, so they're not that. <laughs> they actually don't. They don't have any potholes there. Basically, like that's what, what I know. They just have rough roads, but they like you can just have your head down and not worry about like getting into a massive pothole or really? or stuff like that. Yeah, so people complain about their roads, but they're really not that bad. Yeah. So I mean, other than them being, they're slow because they're a little rough. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because people come here and they'll complain about the roads right around here in Bryan College Station because we got a lot yeah. of chip seal and stuff. I'm so used to it. I don't know what people are talking about. Yeah. It must be great wherever you're yeah. <laughs> wherever you're riding at. Okay. Well, see, I'm so used to Cincinnati, which is like we have something way worse than chip and seal because it's called like 
potholes every inch. Mm-hmm. So like it's just horrible. that's probably the freeze and thaw of yeah, the northern. And, yeah, yeah, and they just, just don't tear take stuff care. Up. Yeah, I mean they fill them in and they get mm-hmm. like ruined every year. So yeah, yeah, that's not so fun, but. Yeah, so I came into T2, and it was so fun, because we were all, like, five of us together. You were having fun? Well, isn't that why you... Or you were in agony. Well, isn't that why you... No, it's, like, fun after the finish. Uh, I... I... No, it's fun during the race. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm doing it wrong. (laughs) Well, it was funny. After the race, the the media guy, you know, was doing an interview with me and stuff, and he said, so... You know, my my media guys tell me that you were a chatter out there and that you were smiling the whole time. Are you talking to people and stuff? <laughs> I talk to the media people because it's fun. No, but not. What about during the race? Yeah. Like the people, like um. On the motorbikes when they're mm-hmm. videoing you. Yeah. What do yeah. you say? Oh, hi, how's your day going? Yeah. What'd you eat for lunch? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Just chatting. You got to do that around the comp- the competition. Do you do? You have to do it because that will just scare the crap out of them. They're like, she's all, hey, what's your favorite color? You know, (laughs) got any good jokes while I'm out here? And they're dying, you know, because they're pushing to their limit. You're just like, yeah. On the run, I generally don't talk to them. I did say one thing to one guy because I was like, he he was taking a picture of me while I was like drinking some like you know whatever like some coke or water or something and then I was pouring water over me and I was getting some salt and I had like you know just stuff coming down my face and like just you I was like you're just catching me at my sexiest moment right now (laughs) like right now it's just Iron Man pictures are not so wonderful no they're not and I think was it Mallorca how do you say Mallorca is that how you say it one of the races, yeah, they were because I think it was that one. You uh, you were on the podium, and they just kept spraying you with champagne and stuff. And you were, I was kind of going, oh, she doesn't drink now. How bad is this that they're just dousing her in alcohol? But you were like a good sport about it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you'd be a good sport. I did. I told them, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it, mm-hmm. like and stuff. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to take away from their like celebration mm-hmm. and everything. So no. you know, they're fine doing it and. But yeah, I got champagne and all my chafing, and I didn't realize how much that burned. Oh my god, it does so burn. So bad. Um, and they ended up giving my champagne bottle to the uh, last finisher. So oh, that was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. What about you? Had a, did you have a? You won Mallorca. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to pronounce it right. Good job. After, um, but did you have a bike rack during? Yeah. During that, I had a bike. And you rack. still won. Yeah. So how bad was the bike rack? Just a road rash, kind of like a missed turn kind of thing or was it um not that substantial so it wasn't during the race it was like on wednesday oh it was before, before the race. race oh okay yeah like i was taking a roundabout like a roundabout that we were gonna have to take during the race mm-hmm. and i wanted to see how fast i would be able to take yeah, it. i guess you found that limit i found that limit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's half a mile per hour slower than what your garmin said you were doing at or that maybe time. not on the wet road because yeah. it was like dewy in the uh-huh. morning and so the road was a little bit slick and yeah. so yeah, and it was during like like quote unquote rush hour traffic in oh in Spain. Yeah, I yeah. mean like on this little. But no, Mallorca is so is that an island? island. Yeah. yeah. So I've been to Spain, southern Spain. Yeah, that's really laid back. It's like oh, yeah. Texas. Yeah, yeah. With less, it's like it's like rural Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. It the bike just slid out from under me, skidded on my um, left side and everything oh. for a bit, but. Yeah, I mean, just like, just bad road rash and, yeah. you know, torn up kit and everything. But, you know, um, 
the there was a car right behind me who actually ended up stopping. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Like, I mean, I don't know how she stopped in time, but um and you know like helped me with my bike off to the side and she was like you know wanting to take she asked me if i wanted to go to the hospital or anything yeah. and i was like i'm fine i think the hospital's free in spain though you should have gone oh really yeah because oh. we were there in a training camp and and uh, somebody got hurt i forgot um uh, just enough to get, need stitches i forgot what happened yeah yeah went in um i wasn't with them but like Emily and a couple of the people took them over to the medical center, yeah. went in, admitted, got treated, and then they mm-hmm. tried to pay and they couldn't even pay. Wow. And then I think when they tried to pay for the painkiller drugs that they gave them, they wouldn't even let them pay for that. There was like no way to take money wow. even. They're just not set up for it. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, the race, yeah. I contacted our, the race person and she hooked me up with a physio there and everything. So mm. it worked out fine. So. I wonder if that gave you like enough excitement and adrenaline to actually help you win the race. So, because it didn't harm you <laughs> from winning. And maybe it kind of, you know, sometimes a little bit of shock like that kind of wakes you up yeah. and gets you excited. I don't know if it was the adrenaline. I think it was more that it took pressure off. Because mm, I was you've like, already wrecked. It's I wrecked. Got it out of the way. Well, like I was like, I wrecked three days beforehand. My shoulders locked up. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. just doing this race is great because. Well, it took your mind off. Like the pressure the race. of like wanting to like really do well. Have the race. You can't have the race yeah. perfect now. So you now you can just right. race. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like and I'm not, the lead up's not perfect. So yeah. you know whatever will be will be and yeah. we'll and that allows it. you the freedom to to do. race more relaxed yeah i think i lost like 10 minutes on the descent of that bike course because like so it's a it's a really like pretty big mountain climb Mm -hmm. and then like uh descent with like 15 switchback kind of things yeah and they're like intense switchbacks and i got past like i was sitting still yeah i know what you're talking about because i did canada last summer and that's up by whistler yeah it's in whistler holy cow like i got past I, it was unimaginable, like how yeah. chicken I was compared. I was oh, ten yeah. minutes, maybe twenty minutes into the bike ride, when there was a big downhill, and it was kind of sketchy pavement a little bit with a yeah. turn. It kind of went through some tree shade, and the road yeah. might have been dewy, like you're talking about. Uh-huh. And I was doing a, just an okay clip, you know, yeah. like thirty five or something like that. And somebody passed me, like I was standing still, right. and I go, "Oh well, I'm not qualifying for going <laughs> in this race." Like. It was over. I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it, like how much faster everybody was. Yeah. Because they practice out there. They're used right. to it. Yeah. If you know the roads, like I think it's a lot it's better. Way different. Yeah. But I mean, I did that because I was out there a little earlier. And so I I rode it once and I drove it once. Mm-hmm. So I would know it and everything. Um, but that didn't help after the crash because yeah. I was just like scaredy pants. So. <laughs> well, those roundabouts in Spain, I... I got thrown into a car that I suddenly had to drive in Spain, like with no notice, which is on the other side of the road, and then doing roundabouts. In Spain? They drive on the correct side, I thought. Well, I got a question about that here in a second, so you can keep thinking about that. (laughs) And uh, let's see. You said your parents are professors in oceanography? Yeah, they are. So what... What year did they start teaching? Because I might have taken oceanography classes from them. I almost have a minor in oceanography. I'm like one or two hours short of a minor. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, If they tried to show me a video of an inconvenient truth, I would have been like, listen, I've already seen it like five times. I could probably tell you something that you don't know (laughs) about another part of it. Yeah, Yeah. I loved oceanography because I thought oceanography was so 
easy compared to um, some of the other like geomorphology and uh, fluid morph fluid dynamics, like all these other class and geology, because there's so little known about the ocean. Yeah. And, and that was the crazy thing is. Um, like we probably know more about the moon than the than the ocean because the ocean's so hard to to access. Yeah, you can't get down to it. And one of my professors was one of the guys that helped discover the um, the sea worms that live at the bottom of um, the ocean vents. Okay, that they discovered yeah. a completely new life form by accident in the really? in the seventies. Huh. And um, so, what year did they they start teaching? Um, so I'm 29 and they were teaching here for, I don't know, at least three or four years before I got here. So probably somewhere between 30 to three to 35 years ago is when they started teaching. So, so yeah. Yeah. I started A&M in 91. Yeah. They for sure. They were here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. Like, like I was saying, like I took oceanography 101 and it was so simple because it was so, um, it was so basic, like they were trying to teach us, you know, like how ocean currents, you just name, name some currents, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> like you were saying, it's more about the currents. Yeah. And not about the sea floor, like like the Mapping geography. And, yeah. yeah. But it was more about, and then, it, and then, then it got, then I took, you know, 201 and maybe there was a 301 okay, and all yeah. stuff. And then you start getting into ocean microbiology, ocean biology. And it gets crazy. It's like studying alien life. It just yeah. gets weirder and weirder and yeah. weirder and weirder. I bet. I bet you took one of their classes. I bet. I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, and A&M's got an awesome oceanography department. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, you've won two races where people drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Is this because you train on the correct side of the road and you get better workouts in because, compared to everybody else you're racing against? <laughs> No, no, because Spain, Spain drives on the right side of the road. Sure about that? Positive. We can Google it. You might be right. I'm sure someone will. You've been there more recently than I have. Okay, all right. Let's talk about caffeine. You don't do caffeine, right? No, I don't. Okay, but do you recommend? Let me tell you about my swim coach. One of my swim coaches growing up. He was Uh addicted to coffee. Practice varsity practice was at five fifty-five. Is when it started in the morning. Yeah. And he would come in and start screaming and yelling at us because he hadn't hadn't had any coffee yet, hadn't yeah. had enough coffee. And we had one of those uh, swim team coaches, um, well, assistants, uh-huh. that her job was to run and tear away from him and go get him coffee and then bring it back. <laughs> so everybody knows, well, if people don't, people that haven't been on swim team don't know this, but like the meaner your swim team coach is, usually the better the team is because like... <laughs> I didn't know that. But yeah, because swimming, you can like do so much more in the pool. Yeah. Then, yeah, uh, right? Yeah. So if you're genuinely terrified of your swim coach because yeah. he's enraged all the time because he hasn't had enough caffeine because he's addicted. You're going to have to push yourself. You're going to have to push yourself a whole lot harder so he yeah. doesn't throw things at you. Yeah. And so do you think that swim team coaches need to be on caffeine? <laughs> oh, that's out of my league. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> but, I mean, so... I was listening, I think it was Fitter Radio podcast that I was listening to, and they um, they have Stacey Sims on. Yeah. She's, she's really awesome. She's uh, does a lot of research and everything, and she was talking about caffeine and that it actually affects different people differently. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, like there's research studies out there that show that caffeine will improve performance mm-hmm. and everything, but there's also 
now showing that it can it can detract from your performance mm-hmm. or it can just you know be you know whatever yeah. so i mean i so many people think that caffeine is the be all end all for their performance and everything and i mean if it is for them that's great but yeah. it doesn't have to be so my um the one or two years that i had my best results ever doing everything i had like yeah. these two epic years of doing all kinds of crazy stuff uh were uh no caffeine years oh see it's really interesting yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I remember that in NCAA, I don't know if it's still the same way, but because uh, I ran track and field, but they had a, actually a caffeine limit in your blood. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. If they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did um, my senior year in high school. I did um, a little bit too much caffeine before a race, uh, and I, I was a, a sprint freestyler. And I remember, like, I took a Vivarin or something like that, yeah. and I didn't know you know, how much caffeine was too much or anything. And I remember standing on the block and feeling like my heart was going to explode out of my chest. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. of the, because I took like a whole Vivarin, which is like two cups of coffee or something like Whoa. that. I guess. And I just remember it's a lot. It's, yeah. a, it's And it was just too much. And I remember yeah. just shaking with, um, with caffeine exposure <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And then now I try to kind of space it out during the day and, and, uh, yeah. And try try to watch it. Yeah, I've noticed that if I have two cups of coffee in the morning, I f- I'll feel okay. But once I go beyond that, then my morning workout is like, brr, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it feels like. Uh, okay, our man Texas. Who is this person? This was Zach Miller that was cheering for you and made you go too hard. Oh, so ruined my. He ruined your. Him. How are you going to keep oh. Zach Miller from ruining your race this year? <laughs> No, I love Zach, and he's who's. Is great. he your homestay? No, I haven't. Uh, not that he was not an awesome homestay. I don't want to say that. Mm. I have an awesome uh, family in um, the woodlands that I stay with. That um, I've stayed with every single time I've been there, um, and they've just like adopted me, and I've adopted them. They have two little boys, and so it's so fun to stay with oh, like cool. a family when I yeah. don't have my daughter and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. so yeah, like. Um, and their husband makes delicious, delicious dinners and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, they've been putting me up. But um, Zach put me up once, and uh, um, that was fun too. So it was fun to see. It's always fun to see people out there on the course that you know and everything. Yeah. And he was, like, he was everywhere on the course that year because um, he was doing stuff for TRS and um, oh, his right. podcast yeah. and stuff like that. So um, he was he was everywhere out there on that course, and so it was good seeing him. But... But uh, I don't think he'll ruin it for me this year. <laughs> I think I ruined so what it happened? for myself. <laughs> he said, uh, like, catcher or, or uh, what place were you in? I was in sixth and I was, um, Alicia Kay was in fifth. And, like, I w- it was right. And as I was uh, getting, if you know, Ironman Texas course, I was mm-hmm. getting onto the water. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know it really well. Yeah. And sometimes at some very slow speeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can oh. tell you about some cracks in the pavement. And, I do too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do too. I know that course pretty well. Yeah. I was just thinking today. Sometimes I go like, I'm here again on this one little section. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking today, I was running on it today, actually, yeah. um, earlier today. And I was like, I got to... I got to figure out how to find some good memories uh, on this course because I just have some really awful memories on this mm-hmm. course. There was so. – I took a um, I took a class one time in running. Uh, I think it was during my USAT certification classes, and we had a really great running coach that came in, uh, like a famous one. And he said 
to memorize on a map of the run course, since you're already on the run, you've been training on it, yeah. you know, really well, but on sections of the course, um, delineate people or good memories that you're going to remember during that one section of the course. Yeah. And as you go through the course, you think about them. And as you go to the next section, you think about the other, yeah. the other, the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. No, I did that last year because I was able to do some training the week before with my daughter out here and mm -hmm. my husband and stuff. So like, just like good songs or, you know, yeah, exactly. things like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do that for my whole race. I have different songs for the swim, the bike, the run, and then like an overall song for the race and mm -hmm. stuff, like for every single race. So You know, I've noticed, um, God, just a few years ago, I, I figured this out. If your fueling is good and your pacing is good and everything's going really well, um, a lot of times you'll, I've noticed I'll, a good song will come to mind. Yeah. And I'll be able to sing and kind of sing to myself while I'm while I'm going. Yeah. That means that You're everything. Fun. Well, See? yeah. That means and so what I, I kind of pick out before the race like a good song that I like. Yeah. And then if that song comes to mind or I'm able to sing that song and like and enjoy it. Yeah. Then then my my fueling and my hydration and everything is nailed. If yeah. I can't, then something's wrong. Yeah. 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 Because that means you don't feel good. Right. Yeah. That you're not able to be in like in the mm -hmm. zone in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I always have a good song in my head for Swim, Bike, and Run and yeah. stuff like that. So, so it, at, um, it was last year's race? Yeah. You passed out how far, yeah. half a mile from the finish line? Yeah, it's that last roundabout, yeah. um, that last aid station, and you go around the little you know, U-turn and go back home into... Oh, yeah, where you do a... Yeah, you do a U-turn, yeah, kind of a slight a little uphill, and you go back down, and then... Yeah, exactly, yeah. under that bridge, yeah. like, where they always have where the water. Yeah, where it can get really windy under that... Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, if you're starting to bonk, then you start to freeze to death, even <laughs> though it's 85 degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, how do I have chills? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just there. I was going around, and I just felt my legs go, like, and I... The next thing is... They were, like, pulling me off to the side of the course. Mm -hmm. My sister was out there doing the race as well that year, mm -hmm. and she she was, like, right behind me on her second loop and uh, came up to them. I don't remember her being there, but she mm -hmm. came up to them and talked to them and, and stuff like that. And uh, it, and Zach Miller came up and started kicking you. Kick, yeah, like, come on. Come on. Get up. Don't touch her. <laughs> Not well. I mean, they were touching me. I mean, but yeah. they weren't helping me with forward progress, right? right. So. so did you finish? I don't remember if you finished or not. I did. You did? I did. Like, I, I, I had this, I mean, I was there for, Oh, I you went know, from 20, 30 You still minutes. got like 10th place or something. Yeah. 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 Well, I was there for like. Even though you blacked out. You can finish a race minutes. unconscious. Right. Why not? <laughs> and I remember I had this just like. I, you know, like I have to go because I, I wanted to get top 10 at least. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't know how long I've been here, but I hope I can still get top 10. So I just was like, okay, like I had to like mentally tell my body, okay, we're getting up and, you know, like shut up, we're going. Like, yeah. you know, like you can't collapse, we got to keep going because I kept standing up and collapsing and standing up and collapsing. Golly. Like, because I kept wanting to go. And so I just remember like that one moment I was like, no, we're doing this. And they, they sent a med person with me on a bike mm -hmm. to like make sure if I didn't pass out again. <laughs> right. So, um, and uh, I, you know, he was like, just walk. And I was walking, and then a pro per passed me. A per female. Oh yeah, and you're only me. half a mile away. I know, and I was like, oh seriously. So I started like jogging. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't let her get away. <laughs> and there was like no hope because I'm yeah. like sideways jogging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then another pro passed me in the uh, finishing shoot and stuff and. 
I remember coming down that finishing chute and seeing the finish line and that there was no one on the other side, like right there to catch me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm collapsing as soon as I finish like across yeah. that line. I hope there's someone there. And this guy like ran, like, I guess they wanted me to have my finisher picks. Nice of them, but I didn't really care. Yeah. So, so like this guy like comes running out from the back and like catches me as soon as I cross and shove me in a wheelchair and wheel me off. But yeah, yeah that was exciting. I'm trying to remember if Wisconsin was like that. But uh, Whistler, Canada, and um, Texas are one of these races where they do this crazy up and down and back and sideways before the finish line. Oh, and I remember... Like five million times. I remember before Canada going... I remember yelling at somebody, where's the freaking finish line? <laughs> well, I'm because not I'm yet. so tired of this. This is cruel. This is not funny anymore. Yeah. Like, But, but you're familiar you with it. the course. Yeah, Mallorca, yeah. it's a five five and a half loop course. Yeah. So you pass it five times. Oh my gosh. That was awful. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of all the different races, you don't race on Sunday. Right. Now, I thought, I wondered, did you think this too? If oh crap, was. what day is Kona on? No, no. <laughs> did you have that fear for a second? And then you're like looking at the calendar going, oh my God. No. And then, I know when when Kona is. Okay. I know it's on Saturday. So what if it was on a Sunday? I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. You... I uh, actually, my first uh, 70.3, that was actually, it was a shortened race, but because of the heat that was, was happening at that race. But um, I did, and I actually qualified for 70.3 Worlds as a as an amateur, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was in Vegas that year, and, you know, I declined my slot because it was on Sunday. Because it's in Vegas. That's what I would no, do. Oh, yeah. And it's on I got no interest in Vegas. Well, we lived there for four months, but, yeah. Yeah. No, no interest in Vegas, and it was on Sunday. Now I've heard so. outside of Vegas, it's real pretty, like, um, I mean, is it? Like Red Rock and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, there's cool stuff nearby. Yeah, there is. There's, yeah. yeah, just don't go down the strip, so. Yeah, just stay away from that part. Yeah. Although That's like uh, Reno. When I went to uh, Tahoe. We flew in through Reno, mm-hmm. and downtown Reno's got all the gambling stuff. Not like Vegas. Yeah. But as soon as you left that part of town, it was gorgeous, like all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, they had a lot of uh, fun stuff for kids, so that was cool. But, um, you know, the so Iron Man sends out an email to all the pros saying, you know, like, you know, you're still doing this race, and it's in a week, and mm-hmm. here you go. Well, so, like, several of their emails they send out, they... You know, I'm sure that it's like a copy and paste and let's change a couple words here and there kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because it always says Sunday, like April 20, like for this Ironman Texas, it would say yeah. like Sunday, April 22nd. And you always and have like, to go check. I have that heart attack moment yeah. of like, wait, no, it was on Saturday when I yeah. looked, when I registered for it and I'm already here. Like, yeah. But yeah. I, so is it is it just a Mormon thing or is it uh, just a, I don't know, like Christian religious thing to not race on sunday or which which one is it yeah I would say or just to take a day off and that's or you got to school me on this right right i would say it's a mixture of every of, of both yeah. of those i do mean you train on sundays i do not i don't do any so the whole sunday's off that's your rest day yeah it's my rest day it's my time to like spend time with my family to you know give um you know i i quoted this uh um, a couple days ago but that uh love is spelled t-i-m-e yeah. And so yeah, that's like, totally true. Yeah. To yeah. give back that time to your family that you, you know, like it's a triathlon mm-hmm. is a very selfish sport, um, for a lot of times. And, 
and everything. So to give that back to my family, to, you know, go visit people mm-hmm. that, you know, need to get visited and, you know, to just go help people and go to church and, you know, do all those things and, you know, kind of have triathlon as like not even in my mind, mm-hmm. even though it's always in my mind. But, you know, try to make it more of like a shutdown from triathlon for one it, day. It might be a really smart training technique. I mean, some people need to take a rest day. <laughs> I know. I know. Triathletes hate taking rest days, I right? I know. And like, I feel so awful the next day. I'm like, well, yeah, but you get over it. So, yeah. You know, yeah. So much. I mean, the thing is, is your body is the time that you're do- making your improvements mm-hmm. is when you're not working out. Right. That's when you're rebuilding. I mean, when you're working out, you're tearing down your muscles, you're tearing down your body and everything. And then when you're resting is when your body is building itself back up. So right. it needs that rest. It needs it. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I used to not take enough rest days and got overtrained. And then now, I don't think I could take enough rest days. I love them. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't so I would I wouldn't say it's like just a Mormon thing because there's Mormon professional athletes that mm-hmm. do, you know, compete. I mean, there's been NFL players and, mm-hmm. and stuff and they obviously compete on Sundays yeah. and you know and perform on Sundays and stuff like that. So that's it's been more of a personal choice um as well to you know, for myself. I think that that I was uh, blessed a lot um, in high school because of different choices I made, and so I can't like kind of go back on, on that. It's a long story, but okay. yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Has the fact that you've already had a, been pregnant and had a kid give you superpowers? <laughs> yes. Because is isn't yes. it true that everybody everybody else is trying to catch up? You've got Rachel, Rachel Joyce saw this. <laughs> Rennie. Rennie. And I'm trying to think whoever else. Uh, Aussie person. Um, Everybody's trying to get pregnant. Oh, uh, Luke, Luke McKenzie's wife. Right. Beth Curtis. Beth Curtis. Right. Uh, Lauren. She got pregnant Burnett. and then just became awesome. Yeah. So, that's that your secret weapon? And Gwen right. and Nicola Spirit. So, have you seen yeah. the picture that Danielle Reef posted? Yeah, I saw it because of Webster. Or Dark and Mark? Dark Mark said, okay, yeah. she's trying to show off how not pregnant she is. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just making so sure. So she doesn't there. know, the Daniel Reef doesn't know that. The superpowers the superpower. that you can have. Yeah. I know. Don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need her yeah. to have any more so superpowers. Got, yeah, should, I should have said before this part for her not to listen. Okay. Do you yeah. think she she is listening to um, scope out her competition? Maybe. I listen to podcasts to scope my competition out, but I don't think that she's scared of me, so. <laughs> well, you know, um, I would be. <laughs> because I think that you and Angela Nath are, because of y'all's run, uh-huh. you know, are two of the um, the next winners of Kona. I really have predicted that because, um, and the thing is, it's just Ironman. You only get to race so many times and you have yeah. like bad luck and stuff like that. Yep. But the combination of, of y'all's run along with everything else yeah. is so lethal yeah. in the heat. Yeah. Right. That um, I'm just I'm just sitting there waiting like for it to happen. <laughs> I've always been whenever uh, Nate uh, was going to do Kona. Yeah. I was uh, oh, I was just like, dude, she's going to win. She's going to win. And then yeah. she had like like something happened. She I had fr- an injury. Yeah. yeah. And I was so like, she, dang it, man. She because had to stop after the bike. Yeah, because if anybody was going to give them a, a Rennie run. A, a, yeah. run, uh, a run for their run, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
was was her. And then in my mind, um, I think you're like this the same. I mean, y'all are all just a little bit different, you know. And, and you have a better swimming background than than Angela did. But Angela's got this awesome biking background. Yeah. And then, but both of y'all's run is just insane. So well, thank you. Um, I don't think it's that insane, but I mean, because there's. This uh, field in Texas has just a massive field of insane runners. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just full of, and it always is. I mean, because there's like Kelly Williamson, who you know goes under yeah. three. There's Jody Robertson, who went under three last year. Um, there's uh, Melindy, or I don't know if that's how you say her name, but she just oh. did. I think it was Arizona, and she's like a sub three person, and so there's a lot of. Really amazing runners on that start list. That it'll be a good, fun, mm-hmm. fun run. So, so you you ran for BYU though, right? I did. Yeah. Yep. And so what was your main event and what was your time? Oh, I don't. I know. don't really know what times are good in that. So <laughs> you don't have to worry. Uh, I uh, I did the five k and the ten k, um, and then cross country there. But mm-hmm. I honestly I couldn't tell you what my PR for the ten k there was. So it was like twenty minutes. No, it was in thirties, obviously. <laughs> Holy crap! That's fast. Well, no, it's not fast, but oh well. It was mid to low thirties, somewhere around there. So yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. All right, so let's see what I got next here on my list of awesome questions. Okay, favorite and least favorite workouts. Let's get back to how you train and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, swim, bike, run. What's your favorite and least favorite? Okay. So you've been swimming with the Magnolia Masters lately? Um, I, or just kind of off and on? Off or, and on. Yeah. 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 I came for their swim camp in January, and then I've swum with them a couple of days in the last week. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love swimming with them. They're awesome. Are but they swimming in that? Creekwood pool. The Creekwood pool? Which one's that? Is that it's, the indoor facility with the wood ceilings that's just gorgeous, or is it something oh, else? Oh, they just swim there, too, at yeah. Magnolia High School. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Some huge natatorium that's super yeah, fancy and gorgeous. Yeah. Well, yeah. and Tim was just telling me they're building another pool out there. So well, we can't get one built out here. I know. Well. <laughs> it drives me crazy <laughs> the lack of swimming we have around here. Really? Yes. Yeah. I went and talked to the school board one time with the the uh, swim coach for AM Consolidated, the yeah. high school. Um, he and I, and that, because he swam across English Channel. Whoa. And then I've swam across Lake Tahoe. Yeah. And then uh, another triathlon coach all went in front of the school board and said, look, you've got to build a swimming facility. Yeah. A real one. Yeah. How, I don't care how you do it. Them, and they right? just kind of just looked at us like we were from outer space and just like, oh, whatever. That's yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to your stuff. So at least. It's not about me right now. Favorite swim bike runs. So yeah. my least favorite swim is a very like. It's like a descending set. It's like five times 100, four times 200, three times 300, four times, I mean, two times 400, and then one times 500. Yeah. I call those pyramids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. 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 So the 100s aren't as bad, and then it just gets faster and faster Mm -hmm. and faster until the 500 is like an all out, like as you can go kind of thing, and I just hate it. What was your favorite event like in high school? Or did you swim in high school or just summer league? Summer league. Yeah. What was your favorite thing? The I am. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. And breaststroke. Yeah. Because That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had to... Uh, I don't like swimming. <laughs> for for a varsity high school swim team, I had to qualify, you know. I had to swim, like, three events or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 50 free. I had to get, like... I had to win or get top two or something like that. Uh-huh. And then uh, and they're like, well, you need something else. And I was like, well, I guess breaststroke. <laughs> yeah. Why 
They're like, why? And I'm like, oh, it just sounds sounds fun because it's easy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like he wants to do flying. So um, my favorite swim is probably like a 10 times 300. um, That's like a like under Ironman piece, like over Ironman piece, stuff like that. Within the same 300? No. So So one's under, one's above. One 300 hard, easy, hard, easy, hard kind of thing. Um, Okay, so the bike... Oh, gosh. Do you like training indoors at all? Uh, like, uh, 100% of my training is indoors. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I better yeah. like it. Do you have, like, a setup with, like, like see how I got that monitor over there and the... No, you're so fancy. <laughs> so, is that a music stand? I'm fancy. Yeah, that's my $20 <laughs> music stand. I got it the guitar shop or something like that. Well, that's a smart idea. But you know what? That one's actually... I didn't know it buying it. That's a real smart buy because it's sweatproof somehow. It doesn't seem to... It's got that coating on it that it looks like. Watch out, guitar powder. stores. You're gonna get invaded by triathletes. So. Yeah, so it's an adjustable height and adjustable angle. It's a music music stand. Yeah. And then on the music stand, I've got a um a computer monitor, and then on the far side, Thomas Gerlach recommends this um hospital table. You oh, can kind yeah. of see it over there. I see it. And um, it's adjustable height, and I'll put my I'll put this laptop on it, and then connect that the screen to my laptop and then i can control the laptop with one hand while i ride you know to change a video or See, something i think so many times triathletes look for excuses to buy stuff like no. i don't know oh. it's like, this is super I, cheap well yeah that's true but yeah. like i use a i use a bar stool mm-hmm. like uh well two bar stools one has my computer well actually usually one bar stool it just has my computer and then i put all my fluids on my bike and mm-hmm. call it good so I don't know. I think I'm probably the cheapest triathlete out there, though. So, what do you do? You watch? What do you watch? And how do you watch it? My computer. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do Netflix shows, but the thing is, is like, I mean, I'll do Netflix shows if I'm doing like Zone One or mm-hmm. like a recovery ride or whatever. Yeah. But anything above that, like, I, 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 I will sometimes watch, but I most of the time I'm needing to like concentrate on the workout or you know something right. like that. So I'll do music. So how do you how do you control the workout? What do you do? You use a dumb trainer or a smart trainer? Uh yeah, I use a Wahoo kicker. So okay. so you program into it what you need to do? No, I just do it. Yeah. And just yeah, just. Uh, so how do you off. see what do you? Uh, uh, yeah, how do you see what was? Yeah. 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 So I guess I have a computer and my phone on the side. Mm-hmm. So. So it'll say like three hundred watts, and then you'll say okay, and you try to match the graph, or you just try to match the number. Just the number. Yeah. Well, and then I also have my uh, bike computer on my bike mm-hmm. to do that too. So I, I actually do both of them. So I have I have a rotor power meter on my bike that will feed into my Polar uh, bike computer. So I'll I'll look at that, and then I'll also look at my Wahoo Kicker numbers too, mm-hmm. just because numbers are fun. Yeah, I do the same thing. So you see my bike computer sitting right there. Yeah. And I'll put that either on my handlebars or but right below the monitor. And if I do, I'll look at that. But then if I do um, Zwift, the video game thing, oh, yeah. I'll, that has numbers on it too. Right, it does. But that's not enough. Yeah. Because that thing doesn't show averages and right. it just shows very well, current. if you're doing a lap or something right. like that. It doesn't show it lap doesn't anything. Show yeah. Right, yeah. So I, yeah, so I have all that showing. Okay, so what's your favorite bike workout? Favorite bike workout is 14 times one minute all out. Yeah. How much rest in between that? Uh, I haven't done it in a while, so I don't remember. What does your heart rate hit during that? Oh, uh, really high. Like what? You know? Uh, no, in the one eighties. Yeah. So yeah, high one eighties. Okay. 
Yeah. Sometimes one minute. So what does the last one of those feel like? Like your uh, legs are going to fall off? Yeah, but that feels so good. Yeah. I love that feeling, right? Oh, okay. Like, it's so fun. Oh, and then on the run, what do you do? Oh, see, that, my Where run, do you run, do you have a treadmill or do you run outdoors? It's hilly around Cincinnati. It is super hilly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I sometimes run outside, but I do the majority of my runs on a treadmill because I take my daughter and uh, she absolutely loves the YMCA's childcare. <laughs> like she asks me to go there. Like, yeah. can I, can I come? Can I come? Can I come? Okay. So because they have Barbies and yeah. we do not have Barbies. <laughs> so I refuse to buy Barbies. So she'll want to go to the Y. Yeah. So makes her want to go to the Y. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's perfect. And, and the people down there are awesome. So, um, so yeah, usually I'm running on the treadmill and my run training has uh, changed a lot with um, Jesse uh, Kropelnicki, and um, I don't have a ton of, like, I used to have some really, really, really hard run workouts that mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of, like, really hard run workouts. I mean, probably my favorite one has been uh, five times one mile at best effort. What's best? Is it like hardest? As hard as you can for yeah. all, but you have to have it for the same for all. Oh, well, wait. Um, along with the bike, what is your rest interval between those? Oh, for the one minute intervals? Yeah. Yeah, I see. I don't remember for the bike. And, but for the run. But is it like and when you can go again or is it a timed interval? No, no it was a timed. It was like two or three minutes or oh something. Oh, God. Okay. So, yeah. 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 And then the miles are like, I think it's, again, like three minutes or something like that. So. Do you do any like yoga or strength training? I do strength training. Um... Don't do any yoga, but I do do strength training. So, yeah. uh, Jesse was a, uh, um, a bodybuilder. So really, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, what do you listen to while training? You said you listen to podcasts and music. Yep, listen to podcasts, listen to music, watch shows. It gets um, old, but listening to Zen try like over and over and over again, though, right? right As your no, only podcast like on repeat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have your shows memorized, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Me too. I can't even listen to my own to edit. I can't oh, stand yeah. it. Yeah. Because nah, I, I just, I already just recorded the whole thing for like two hours, five right. hours or whatever, right. you know, and I'm just like, I don't want to listen to it again. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't like listening to myself though either. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you listen to um, news? Do you listen for podcasts or just triathlon and fitness or? Just triathlon and fitness actually. Yep. Just. Nutrition ones. What are some of your what are some of your if you were to listen to other podcasts, if which I, we don't recommend? Yeah, like my phone. Um, what are some of your favorites? I just started. So other doing, people can get clued in. Yeah, I just well, I mean, obviously TRS since I was just on that one, I always listen to them. Um, Have you heard your own interview on that yet? No, I skipped that and listened <laughs> to Matt's side of that one because I didn't want to listen to me. Um, started listening to Fitter Radio just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in New Zealand. I am Talk. Uh, the Magnus and Mar- Marcus on coaching. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, you should listen to them. Yeah. They have some really. Uh, they have. They're more uh, like psychological kind of. Talk. Is that the guy that is that the Magnolia Masters? No, so he. Uh, he does a coaching podcast too, yeah, but it's yeah. not about triathlon. No, because he wants to stay away from that. Well, his is really good too. He's a really good thinker. Like mm-hmm. he has a lot of good um, like mental strength and stuff yeah. like that. So. That's uh, coaching beer and dogs. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Then Science Friday, I guess I do listen to them. So, but yeah, you and Radio Lab sometimes. 
So. Oh, Radio Lab's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what music do you listen to? Um, I have a YouTube Red, and I listen to my playlist. Yeah, I do that too. So. Yeah, it works really good. Yeah. No, yeah. I love it, and I love that you can do an offline playlist uh-huh. and stuff like that. So One of the funniest things ever was <laughs> I was listening to Pandora. But I didn't know it somehow. I wasn't paying attention or something. So I'm running and the music was awesome. I go, man, this is an awesome radio station. I guess maybe I thought I was listening to the radio. Oh, okay. But I was listening to Pandora and didn't remember. I guess maybe it was in my car and I had it plugged oh, in. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. It was really funny. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Every song, <laughs> one after the other is such a... And then I... <laughs> I made an awesome playlist. And then I go, oh, wait, I made this playlist. <laughs> of course, I'm going to think it's great. Yeah, yeah. So how do you listen to music? Do What, what kind of headphones do you wear? Right, I just listened to your. And if you're outdoors, do you listen to this stuff? Of, uh, the Apple ones. So, oh, you did? Yeah, 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 they sound good. Well, I'll show you Except downstairs what I've done to. Recording of them does not. Yeah, sound that was good. horrible. Yeah, I skipped. I that. was so excited. <laughs> I was like, I, I, can't, I can't, can't wait. I, I couldn't believe how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. like I couldn't even understand it. Yeah. Like, like some of it, like it was bad. Yeah. But um. And then after that, I, I apologized. Yeah. <laughs> At the very end, I go, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, Somebody might want to listen to this. And, yeah, so, to know that it's awful. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, um, I generally just use the headphones that go with my phone, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I had a sponsor buy some Jabra headphones for me, mm-hmm. so I do use those too. So well, how do you keep your phone from getting all sweaty? Do you do, do the Ziploc bag? Oh, you got a sweatproof. Yeah, it's sweatproof. So. Okay. Yeah. And then um, you managed in the TRS interview to to plug audio. Audio, audio flood like 50 times so <laughs> sure you've got i've heard of them and i've yeah. seen them and i thought about buying one like years ago yeah but i never did so do these things actually work in the water do you listen to it while swimming oh my goodness it's like the yeah it's really awesome I, audio when i've too. tried stuff like that before i never tried theirs but yeah. when i tried stuff like that i could not get it to work right so you get it there's oh, works. I have never had an issue with being. I mean, you could listen to a podcast. It gets crystal yeah, that's clear hard. audio. Wow, crystal clear. So how do you keep audio. the earphones in your ear when you push off the wall and stuff? Well, there's. It's just the type of. It's like a Christmas tree earphone. Mm-hmm. You know. So it. Do you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when it sticks in your ear and it won't. It won't pull out. Yeah. So you just. And then where do you do you have like the is it like an iPad iPod Nano kind yeah, of it's thing? Like a shuffle. And so yeah, you shuffle just, on me. You clip it onto your um, goggles. And then I just put one strap of my goggles on two on top of it mm-hmm. so it doesn't move around. Yeah. And you're good to go. Don't have to touch it at all. So you have to preload it with music, though. Yeah. Just like in any yeah. uh, like shuffle. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. It's worth it. See, I used to do a Swim P3, <laughs> and it was okay. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I couldn't hear it unless it was um, music. And when I tried to listen to talk radio or a podcast or right. something like that, yeah. No good. Right. No, you can. I've. I generally, when I'm swimming, like I need something more motivating than a podcast. Yeah. But I have done it once, so yeah. just for like an easy swim kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, you could. So I found that when I train, that yeah, I can engineer my my uh, to make sure I train correctly. If I want to keep it e- easy, I'll listen to real mellow music or right. or talk. Yeah. Um, and then if I I did this during an ultra marathon. <laughs> With iPod shuffles. I remember I had two of them because Emily had one. I borrowed hers. Yeah. And that oh, way so I could last the whole die. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first, I planned, I think it was a 50 mile or so, like the first many hours was just talk podcast. I had, uh, I had like eight hours of talk podcast, like yeah. loaded up, right? 
Yeah. And that kept me from trying too hard. Right. And then when then you have the, music. the last hour, I think I put it on rock. Yeah. You know, and then that that then gave me that extra helps. motivation. Yeah. 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 No, I and I definitely have those songs that you I mean, when you don't want to get out the door. You oh my gosh, yeah. Song, so. Okay, so let's see. Um I've got is your coach Jesse K. We've already covered that. Yeah. Looks like. And then what what do you think his training philosophy is? Has he told you a training philosophy or you just started Gosh. Does he give you workouts or you just kind of report to him what you're doing? Oh, yeah. He gives me workouts and yeah. we talk and, you know, everything and go back and forth. He always gives me feedback on every single workout, which is crazy. But yeah. um, I, I don't know what his big... What kind of feedback is. does he give you? Like you're going, you're trying too hard, you're trying too easy, just like general stuff or is he like super specific? Um, I think it depends on the workout, how it went, what I said, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... It ranges from that was a solid swim to, you know, several paragraphs kind of thing um, about, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it just ranges depending on what I need, depending on what he feels and thinks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good – it's been a good relationship. So to, you know, we – I mean, any like any relationship, it takes time and to develop that connection and to develop that communication. Right. Because everyone communicates so differently. Yeah. And so I think that is like the hardest learning curves the first couple months, several months really of a relationship of trying to figure out how each other work. What do you actually mean when you say certain things? Right. Like if I said, oh, that was a great workout. Like that could what does mean, that mean, yeah, like that would mean like something totally different for me versus you and you yeah. know, things like that, you know, yeah. and cause a great, you know, I, I will say, you know, usually, oh, that was a, that was a good workout. If it was just good, like that's yeah. good workout to me. It's just like, eh, like I got it done. Yeah. But, you know, I would be like, that was an awesome workout or that was a killer workout or I crushed it. You know, yeah. that means I did really awesome. You know, um, somebody said, I was listening to a coaching podcast or training podcast and they said something about wouldn't it be great if, you might have heard this too, if after a workout there was a way for them to figure out if it was actually a good workout or not for you. Um, and then I thought, well, the closest they've come, because uh, I use some Sunto stuff, Right. Is there's a smiley face on I your watch? Saying, that, have yeah, you seen that? Face. Yeah. It showed. It was a you know a scale of one to five. Yeah. And um, you can turn that off or on, so you don't have to have it. Yeah. But it's cool because on your calendar, on the Suntos website, it's got happy faces and like <laughs> really happy or you know, scale of one to five happy. Yeah. And and it's kind of that's kind of good, you know, if you know what you're doing, if you know yeah. when you what what excellent actually really means. Yeah, I was gonna say because I don't know, I think. I, that's something that I, I, I faced a lot in, um, like the medical field. I was a nurse and stuff like that, that I got really frustrated with that. Like people would, people would view like patients as numbers mm-hmm. and that's like, yeah. they would see these numbers, this, these numbers mean something, uh, you know, and that's what this patient is or whatever. And I think that a lot of times triathletes do that same thing for like workouts is that well, these numbers tell me that this workout wasn't like up to par and it wasn't, you know, what. well, you know, like take into the account that like yesterday you just, you know, traveled overseas, you know, like mm-hmm. 15 hours and, you know, you didn't sleep the night yeah. before, you know, or, you know, you were up all night with a kid or you didn't, you know, fuel correctly for your workout or, you know, right. different things like that. Like numbers 
don't always tell you the whole story like that you need to like figure out your for yourself yeah it's like well how did those numbers uh, make you feel yeah like how did you actually yeah. feel and and what can you do different and what did you do good and stuff like that I yeah. mean it's something that you said in your last podcast about um like after a race like how you always like write stuff down mm-hmm. you know to like that's what a lot of times um you need to do like for workouts or or whatever like I heard of Gwen Jorgensen doing this, and so I started doing it. And I uh, every night I I uh, have an app on my phone, and I put in three things that I feel like went well, mm-hmm. and three things that I could work on mm-hmm. for that day relating to triathlon yeah. and, and stuff. So it's been really good. Yeah, we we learned something like that. Um, I forgot where we we heard about it, but we do it as a family around the dinner table at night. Oh, Awesome. It's really smart yeah. because it gets you to talk, get stuff out of your kid as your kid gets older. Yeah. Um, or three think... good things and three bad things today. Or something yeah. good and something bad. I don't know how if we do the three. But we just go around the table and say um, what was good and what was bad. Yeah. And then you kind of learn, like you were saying, it's a communication thing. Yeah. What makes the other person happy, especially with a, with a young person growing up. Right. You don't know what makes them tick yet. You got to yeah. learn what they really like. Yeah. And so what makes, you know, what do you... Well, and they're learning, and that then too. and they're in they're in school or something, so you're not with them all day. So you're yeah. kind of like they tell you, "Well, it really sucked with somebody making fun of me," and you're like, "What? What? Yeah." <laughs> Emily's always like, "What was his name?" Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Emily's got a For list sure. of kids that she's gonna go beat up someday that have <sighs> ever been mean to Kai. It's oh, really funny. I know. Like I never knew how defensive and how much how much something like that would like makes me feel. Uh huh. Like it, I think it makes me feel worse than her. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah. Emily's wanted to go talk to kids after a soccer game. Yeah. I'm like, Emily, stay over don't, here. Don't. Don't yeah. be don't be in the news. Don't be that but one. He, but he shoved Kai. And I'm yeah. like, dude, just stay out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um let's see. Yeah, how do you report? So do you after you do a workout, you ride into like do you use training peaks or something like that? Oh, we use a Darrow, which is like training Darrow? peaks. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard no, I think I have heard of that. D arrow. So A E R O. So Okay. And so it allows you to type, you type in like yeah, a little report just of like your workout. training peaks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That to me is the most important thing about coaching. Right. It's not the yeah. numbers that you give back. It's, it's the feedback. Cause yeah. I'm sure I like, I'm the most horrible at like, oh shoot, my watch died. Well, I guess I'm going on field today. Like, yeah. and stuff like that. Because, you know, like, uh, my daughter loves But playing. you can make up for that by describing how the workout went. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I can... And going on feel, it does a lot for yourself because sometimes in races, stuff happens, like mm. your equipment die, like fails or, you know, something like that. So you have to know how mm. different paces and different things are supposed to feel. Yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, also in the comments, because I coach and in the comments of, of my athletes, if they don't put any comments, I don't know how that workout went. Yeah. I've got numbers. Yeah. Their heart rate was this and their speed was that. Yeah, you but know, how did you feel? Yeah. Like, was this easy? Yeah, it was, was like, because the thing... You were so tired. There's two types of athletes, and usually if they're signed up for a coach, they've got goals and they're type A, yeah. and they will overtrain. Yes. So you're you're just so... on. T- you have to... Almost paranoid <laughs> to restrain them from doing too much. Oh, you sound like So that. you want to see... Yeah, well, you want to see when they're too tired. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You want to... just do. If you feel great, you got exclamation points and smiley faces in your comments, just keep going. Doing yeah. what, Do what you're doing, you know, mix in some easy forum. Right. And then, but as soon as those comments get dark. 
Yeah, yeah. Dark. yeah, you're like, yeah. They, they couldn't find this and it sucked getting up and they could only get in half their workout, you know, because uh-huh. they were tired yeah. and they, um, they're angry because they had a flat tire and then they got to go pick up their kid. And they yelled at their and, then, and you're like, dude, you need a day off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can, you can tell in the comments That's by their tone so of, of their, of what they write. Yeah. Um, that okay. can read me and. Like you said, like holding you back and everything like that, like about like, you know, he puts in my, uh, he puts in my training and stuff. And after he puts it in, I'm sure he's just like sitting there waiting for an email or a phone call. Cause like, I'm like, Jesse, this is not good. Like, I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. you know? And then he's like, he explains everything. Well, no, this is why we need to do this and this yeah. and this and, and everything. When I get lazy, I don't explain why. You know the workout yeah. does, and I know that that's a huge problem. Like you want to do that, well, to to well, avoid that whole thing is like, yeah. why am I doing? You don't want the athlete if they're frustrated. Like, why am I doing this? It's not you the can, workout itself. Yeah. It's like this, just like the whole the whole training program that mm-hmm. I'm like, but this is not enough. Like any athlete, right? Yeah. Like this isn't enough. I need yeah. more hard, and I need more and yeah. more and more and more. And it's like, no, you don't stop yeah. this. Like, just no. So yeah. it's good. I, it's good. I need it. <laughs> so on, uh, do you post your stuff to Strava at all? Yeah. Do people actually, um, is there a way for people to follow you? Yeah. I so think who I'm are just, you on Strava? I think I'm just Jocelyn. Just Jocelyn? Jocelyn McCauley, whatever, whatever that is. Let's see. I'm pulling it up. Do I have Strava open? So how do I find you? I'm going to add you on Strava. Profile. Jocelyn McCauley. Yep. Cincinnati, Ohio. Maybe I'm already Freshman following athlete, you. Mom, living the dreams. This is good podcasting. Me typing. Jocelyn. J-O-C-E-L-Y-N. Yeah. And then space. Mm-hmm. M-C-C-A-U-L-E-Y. See, you're just letting other people do it right now. So. That's you exactly. You 61 notifications. Yeah, I'm not big into following people. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I'm so busy. Like, uh, I, I can't get involved in all the drama all the time. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Jocelyn McCauley? I can't believe I wasn't following you. Yeah. Yeah, it's me and my daughter on a treadmill. That's what the picture is. Oh, you just got a buzz. Yeah. Uh, you got a new follower. I got a new follower. Expect a whole bunch. Yeah. Okay. Oh, blood. I love it. Oh. Is that your leg? <laughs> that was in New Zealand. <laughs> that, that wasn't my bike crash. That was a run that I like got like a rosebush scratched me. And then I like looked down at the end of my run. And I'm like, seriously, what was that? You started singing yourself, every rose yeah. <laughs> has its thorn. Queen of the Mountain on Bridge to Shell. Let's check this out. Oh, five days ago. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you do? Oh, yeah. You was... took a... You took a calm, but that for females, I call it a qualm. A qualm. Like, uh, like conifying. <laughs> yeah, conifying. Okay, a 104-mile ride. This is I wasn't explain, expecting to do this, so this is good stuff. Yeah. 104-mile ride. The watts are wrong, so just ignore those. Uh, 21.4 miles per hour. This is around, do you think, this is just Texas. around the Woodlands area, but not... Uh-huh. Is this not the race course? No. Well, it's part of the old race course. Mm-hmm. Some of it's part of the old Ironman Texas race course. I love that old course. Yeah. So this part right here is. Yeah. But then that part isn't. Out to Willis isn't. So, yeah. So you took a 12-minute King of the Mountain, Queen of the Mountain. Wow. That's hard to do. <laughs> I guess. 
Yeah, the the longer they are, the 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 more the effort, you know. Yeah. So let's see. Let's check out this. See who else is on here. See if we see any names. Oh, I thought it's uh, Patrick Lang. Yeah. Patrick guys, Lang. Yeah. Yeah, he was so, uh, like thirty seconds faster. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe, no, no, no. He was seven seconds faster. But it's only a three-minute. Yeah, you're not competitive at all. I see that. How many seconds faster the guys are? Where's the... Wait, yeah. this is all boys. Uh, yeah. Where's you the girls? You all time, and then you click on female. Women, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Let's see if we... Nope. Don't know any of them. Well, this is really cool. So if people want to follow you... Yeah. On Strava, I... And no, actually, your bike ride will probably show up. Do you think your race will show up on Strava? Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll put my race. I, I um, New Zealand's on Strava. Oh, I put all, cool. I put everything on Strava. Well, it's sometimes like a week delayed. Mm-hmm. Like It doesn't always like pop up because I don't plug it in and stuff. So yeah. sometimes not up there right away, but it always gets up there. That so. is cool. All right. Yeah, I love it when um, the female pros... I know so many of them put don't their stuff do up that. on Strava, right? Because it gives the guys with the ego like, holy crap, <laughs> like how, how powerful the girls are. Um, let's see. Okay, so last thing, uh, fueling. Yeah. So you you've got a new is it new a new fuel sponsor or just uh, oh. been using them a while or tell me about it. Yeah, I just started using them for a couple months. Um, they are called F two C. They used to be PhD Nutrition, mm-hmm. um, so they're based up in Canada, and um, just started using them because I am with Big Sexy Racing now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of great sponsors um, with the team and stuff, and that's one of them that I've been hooked up with, and I have, yeah, I've really loved it. They, because um, they have such a, a wide variety of everything, mm-hmm. so you know they have they have their protein. Um, that you can put in shakes, you know, like afterward and they have a vegan protein too, even, you know, and then they have their like three to one nutrition for like, you know, refueling like three carbs to Mm -hmm. carb to protein stuff. And then, and then they have, you know, um, glycodurance, which is their like stuff for actually working out and everything. And, um, I went to their website and noticed I had to actually look around for a while to find actually like training fuel. It wasn't their primary product. I mean, I feel like, I feel like not any of this is their prime. They don't have like yeah. A it was like the, what I mean product. is like it was they a full like spectrum a, of stuff. Yeah, they have yeah. like a full spectrum of spread because they even have like like um, almost like in a way like vitamins. They have this thing called um, Farmer Greens, mm-hmm. which you take, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, you take in the morning on yeah. an empty stomach, and it makes the uh, pH in your in your system you know more neutral, yeah. and so you're not spiking up your you know cortisol and your stress levels and stuff right. like that, and it helps you. Um, a lot of Olympians use that to, yeah. to help with it. And so. so because I'm a lifetime triathlete, I want to be a lifetime triathlete. I've gotten big into trying to do lower carb all the time, right? And a higher fat. And I've noticed it, it definitely works, but then it does seem to compromise, you know, like your, your workouts a little bit. Yeah. Um, you don't have quite the power, you know, as if you were eating as many simple sugars and stuff. But then I, I was actually, I uh, did that blood test or no, that, um, that metabolic test years ago. Uh-huh. And that was really high carb burner Yeah. Uh, to the point where I was going to bonk, you know, and which I do like in Ironmans, I bonk yeah. towards run cause I'm not, cause I used too much sugar back then. 
And so what I know like racing at the pro level and stuff is, I mean, it's guns yeah. a blazing. So yeah. you got to do the best stuff. Right. But what is, what is your strategy for like how many calories per hour do you take in while training versus uh, while racing? And is it the same? Do you, do you fuel your workouts like you race your workouts? And then what do you do kind of right. for that? Yeah, I think that you have to feel your workouts like you are going to race or you're not going to be able to know what that's going to feel like, right? Yeah. You know, like, Yeah, I know, and you won't like, be able to ingest the amount of calories right. that you need. Right. So then how do you how do you balance your daily diet away from the bike and the swim and the run to to counteract like all that all those simple carbs? Yeah. I mean, Jesse has the core diet, mm -hmm. which is it just it like in a nutshell, it's you know, you know, cut out those simple carbs, those mm -hmm. simple sugars, those you know, refined foods. Just cut them out of your diet, you know, and let's eat fruits, vegetables, and lean proteins, and you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, nuts, legumes, and and everything. So that I think, you know. So no simple sugars. Right, like, Off no, the bike. like don't do like yeah, like so many times people are like, oh, I need carbs, you know, like during the day, and so I'm going to take bread and I'm going to eat some pasta tonight, and I'm going to so pasta you know, and bread like, counts as a simple sugar as well. Yeah. yeah, so doing more, doing more, just like lots of fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. and and everything like that, because the thing is, is that like when I'm on my bike and when I'm working out, and you know, we work out so much that. And I'm fueling, you know, around 400 calories an hour mm -hmm. while, while I'm working out. And so that is a whole bunch of carbs and a whole bunch of simple sugars. So mm -hmm. I'm getting that in my diet already, Yeah. you know, like while I work out and, you know, take in my thousand plus calories while I, you know, run, bike, swim um, and stuff. So we got to make all the other calories that we take in actually count, mm -hmm. you know, and actually get in our nutrients and everything that we need. So. so what about uh, for a swim workout? What do you do? And then during the race, you got a, an hour-long swim and an Ironman. What do you do during that period of time? Yeah, I take a gel. I mean, I have a big breakfast in the morning, mm -hmm. obviously. And then I take a gel, like, you know, around 20 minutes before the race, right before I hop in for a, for a swim warm-up mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then swim, you know, do the race. And then uh, when I hop out and I get on my bike, I have... Um, another gel and sports and nutrition and just so breakfast will to. carry you through the swim yeah in the Ironman and the and a swim workout or do you do the thing with you have a fuel bottle on the side yeah I it generally in a swim workout like I I don't like wake up early enough to get in a big breakfast mm -hmm. to then go swim and you know and stuff like that depending on when my swim is if it's in the a.m. or or in the afternoon and stuff so you know, if I can't get in enough breakfast that I'll take a, you know, a bottle of the glycodurants and stuff and uh, have it on the side of the pool for me. So. All right. Yeah. Cool. So uh, have I not asked you something you want to get out there? Or? Uh, not we got, think we of. haven't really talked about Army in Texas coming up. So do you have a strategy for that? Or you don't want to, you don't want to let, let it get out there? Or is it top, not top secret? I, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I'm going to. Well, you said like for like New Zealand, right? Find a swimmer that's faster than you. Yeah. This is advice for everybody. Yeah. Find, <laughs> find a swimmer find that's faster feet. than you. Yeah. Find then, good feet. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And then find people on the bike that are around. Have you already gone through or... the list of starters and figured yeah, out who I, you want to stick with? And... Yeah. I really, well, I really, uh, honestly, thank you Thorsten for putting that all stuff together because mm -hmm. you're able to, so Thorsten puts out this list of like. 
you know, and estimated times that people are going to hit for the swim, bike, and run. And so you're able to see, okay, well, I can probably swim with them. There has never been a sport like, like triathlon for people with OCD, has there? I know, seriously. That love data. Like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thorsten's in yeah. heaven, like, doing all this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, and my husband is, too. He's yeah. Him and Thorsten geeked out a little bit after Mallorca together, so... Mm. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and then just, you know, find someone to bike with. And if you don't, then, you know, have a nice, you know, heart rate or power strategy on the bike. Right. Um, well, like you said in, uh, New Zealand, um, up to a point, right. How hard you'll go on the bike. Yeah. If somebody, you said somebody was like mad that you wouldn't take the lead on the bike, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <gasps> yeah. Cause I'm not going faster than this. Well, and yeah, I'll go like, slower, but I'm not going faster than a certain thing because that'll ruin my run. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I tried to take like a couple, obviously, like I was saying, so like taking legal poles. A pole is like a huge, uh, yeah, a huge matchstick to burn. Well, yeah. I mean, I would go and I would try, but then they would just go around me because I wasn't going fast enough. Mm. Like, I'm going how hard I can go. Like, I can't yeah. go any harder. Like, I'm sorry that I can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So. Um, I, I hate confrontation and I hate like anyone getting mad at me. It like freaks me out. So, <laughs> yeah. So then on the run, a strategy is Just don't go out too hard. So yeah. many people go out way too hard. So how do you do that? Do you watch your minute mile pace on a no, watch or something? I actually, I don't look at at my pace at all. I just look at my heart rate. Um, like in New Zealand, I crossed the line and, and I didn't like, I wasn't looking at my total time. I was just looking at my heart rate and stuff. And, like, Mike Riley comes over to me, and he's like, I think that you broke three hours. So I was like, no way. Like, yeah. no way, you know, whatever. And he's like, look at your watch. I hadn't even stopped my watch. Yeah. I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't stop it, you know. And then I, I looked, and it was, like, three hours and, you know, like, 20 seconds or something. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I did or not. You know, yeah. we'll find out. So, so yeah, so I don't look at that, just uh, heart rate. and Because that really, honestly, in a hot race is going to tell you a lot more than Yeah, because that's you know? your limiter. Yeah. Because I've noticed when I get dehydrated, my heart rate starts climbing oh, through the nice. roof. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you know it's going to be over real soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like today I had just You have like to race a, below that, you know, like whatever heart rate, yeah. whatever you've determined is bad for you. Right. And you need to have that and limit. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's your limit or else it's going to be over. Yeah. yeah. You need to have that limit at least, you know, for the first, you know, like, you know, 10 miles, 15 miles of the race. Like that's my limit. I'm not going to let my heart rate go after, over that because- yeah. If you do, then you're not going to have a second half of your race, you know, or yeah. you're going to be walking or you're going to pass out, whichever. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was, that wasn't to do with that, but yeah. So yeah. It's, it's the bicycle you don't want. The one that's shaped like a gurney. Probably not. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I've experienced that one a couple too many times. Like uh, I experienced that in New Zealand last year and, uh, you know, it was nice to, Yeah not have that this year so. i know uh one last thing who's your inspiration as you're getting into the sport and right now for racing who do you look up to and like man i wish i could race like that or i want to race like that or if you are racing like that who yeah. is it yeah um uh, yeah that's like a hard question i mean i guess you said inspiration the first thing that came to mind is my family and my family is like a huge inspiration to me mm -hmm. like and you know, like I have things written on my arrow bottle on my bike. And one of the biggest ones is like family, family sacrifices, you know, mm -hmm. and just like investments, or, you know, whichever word you want to use because they are more investments. But, but, um, so like my daughter, my husband, my sisters, my parents, you know, just my whole support crew that I have that are mm -hmm. really, really awesome to me and stuff. And, 
and everything. Um, you know, like I like to say, like, I want to prove people right. Like, I don't care about proving people wrong. You know, like I can do that all day. I want to prove people right. I want to prove those people who believe in me that I can actually do what oh, they think, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think I like to have more positivity in my life than all this negativity if yeah. we can, you know, try to and stuff. So someone who, someone who I think embodies that a lot in this, um, you know, in, in pro triathlon is, is Marith Kessler, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. And she's been a, you know, a big mentor of mine and stuff, um, that, you know, has been a lot of fun to get to know her and, and everything and, and see her in New Zealand every year. So, yeah. 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 So she's awesome. And she's very, very, very big on positivity and, and cutting out any of that, you know, negativity or mm-hmm. drama or anything out of your life. Like, you don't have time for that. So yeah. let's just, like, cut it out. You don't have yeah. time for it and move on and stuff. So. Yeah, I've noticed on like, – I do this – I noticed years ago that you can totally, yeah, create your own world with, like, Twitter and social media. Yeah. That if somebody's negative um, – before I follow somebody, I go and look to see if they mm-hmm. post a lot of negative stuff. And if they do, um, I don't follow them. Yeah. And then if – um, and that's for real life people as well. <laughs> and then, uh, if, um, if somebody posts something negative, I'll give them like one chance. I'll be like, right. hey, everybody's allowed a bad day, but if it becomes a pattern, I'm out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have time for that. And it really does change your worldview yeah. of, of your, of your day. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So I, I really like that about her and, uh, and that he you know, like embodies what I would want and mm-hmm. kind of like you know, how I would want to present myself as, like, a more positive person. I don't want to drag people down. Like, I think so many times, um, you know, we, because we are all competitive against each other in this, like, triathlon world and stuff, like, we think that we have to pull someone down Mm -hmm. to be able to get above them, you know, and that's not true. Like, I think that if we all try to, like, lift each other up, you know, we're going to find a new, new level of this that, you know, we all can get to, you know. I think that has a lot to do with your upbringing because I'm I'm the same way. Yeah. Is my family, we don't do negative. Right. We don't do negativity. It's just not, it's not worth your time. Right. Well, you and try then, not to. There's always some negativity yeah. of some kind, but you try to, you know. But um, and now there's this big field of science, positive psychology. Yeah, it's so cool because they're like, okay, we spent our whole history of mankind figuring out, especially the last you know hundred years or so, what is um, I forgot what they call it, but you know stuff that's wrong, uh-huh. pa- different kinds of pathy. You know okay. what? Yeah. What were? What's the cause of disease? What's the cause of mental okay, disorders? Yeah. yeah. And you know what causes it? And so we're so focused on the negative, right? Yeah. What gives somebody schizophrenia? You know, right. like all this stuff. Trying to figure out the bad stuff. Yeah. And then about ten years or maybe fifteen years ago, why are people happy? They started going, "Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's focus on." What are the things that make people happy? What are yeah. what's their environment? What kind of jobs? What kind of you know? Let's start surveying people and see people that are happy, yeah. and let's figure out what makes them happy, yeah. and then let's try to start creating our environment around that. Right. And it's called it's a whole field of science called positive psychology, and oh, it's yes. awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. And yeah, yeah, if you engineer your life around these concepts, then all of a sudden everything's way better, like yeah. so much nicer. No, I love that. I yeah. mean, it's like it's the same like with how it's a choice too. You don't you don't have yeah. to do negative. 
Right. You don't have, when somebody's real negative, you can just walk away. So, yeah. So, um, my husband made this up with my daughter, which is the most awesome parenting thing is that like, so when she's like just really grumpy and stuff in the morning or, you know, she, when she wakes up, she's not always like the happiest person. Like they do, like they close the grumpster. So my husband like holds his arms like out like this, uh-huh. you know, out wide. And then she takes her hands on top of his hands and like closes them together. Uh-huh. And then Gotta make her do it. To a make little bit. her do it. Yeah. yeah. So she closes the grumpster and then she locks it and she throws the key away. Oh my God. Like, I'm happy now. Where did and he learn that? He just made it up. He made it up. But it's amazing yeah. to see her. Like, she's the crampiest. Like, nothing's right in the world and everything. And when she does that, she has a smile on her face and mm-hmm. she's made that decision. Yeah. There's and some if triggers a in there. Three-year-old can do that? Yeah. You know, then I think that... There's that some triggers in there the because doctor. she's doing it. You make her yeah. do it. There's yeah. a physical action. It's visible. Uh-huh. It's visual, physical, touch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And do they do they kind of like sing something when they do it? Because if you put some music to that, like no, a little a little tune that they sing, "Gotta Close the Grumpster," da, 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 yeah. like that. <laughs> we can do it. Then the then you've got like all the pieces that make something like a psychological like change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have That's to add a song cool. to it next time. Yeah. Next time you interview me, I'll uh, sing you <laughs> the song. <laughs> well, we won't remember that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank and you. And good luck. And prove me right. I yes. bet you win. Uh, well, I will do my best. I want to, like I've, I've, I've said, I yeah. want to just go as hard as I can, execute a good race, and find out who's inside. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. How about that? Man, I cannot wait to see how she does at Ironman Texas. She is ranked first by Torsten at tryrating.com. He uh, does a really deep deep dive analysis on how he thinks people are going to do based on their past results, and she is ranked number one. I can't wait. Okay, so that race is on Saturday, thankfully, <laughs> for her and us. And so tune in and watch her. All right, let me give a couple of shout-outs to sponsors before we get into cards and letters. Let's see. We have uh, You Can. You can is a very slow acting carb. It's a super starch. Um, I use it a few times a week, maybe more, um, when I want something slow acting. It's really good before swimming. Uh, you can find it at a discount if you go to their website, 15% off. Discount code Zentri, all capital letters, Z E N T R I, 15% off. And yeah, I've always got a stash of you can going. Definitely good stuff. Uh, Sunto. Helps out with the show, supplying me with gadgets and watches and all kinds of cool support, smarts on how to train with their stuff. So I want to give them a shout out. Uh, Salt Stick. All right. You can get 25% off your order, Salt Stick, uh, using discount code ZENTRY25. And you can go and check out their 30 countries that they are available at at saltstick.com. And they have a store locator actually on saltstick.com. So you can find the nearest place that carries it so that you can look at their stuff in person. Uh, the Zentri 25 discount code works at shopsaltstick.com. Only in the U.S. But again, uh, you can go to uh, the saltstick.com and find the stores worth, uh, the nearest store worth 30 countries. 30 countries, man. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Um, but anyway... Salt stick is uh, electrolyte capsules, and I use them all the time. I make my own fuel a lot of times, and I'll use uh, salt stick 
capsules as the uh, as the electrolyte, sodium, all that good stuff in there. A hundred percent confidence that it works and that it works really well. What they've done is they've created a the profile of electrolytes is exactly the same ratios of stuff as what you sweat out, unlike a lot of the competition. So you're putting back in exactly what you put out, and it really, really does work. It's really great, man. And again, you can get 25% off with discount codes and try 25. And I came up with this tagline, so they're going to have to run with it. Make your water stick with salt stick. Because if you don't use any electrolytes in your water, it just runs right through you. And you can't have that happen in your race. Okay, Amrita Bars. We've got a, a new discount code. Amrita Team 2017. 25% off. Amrita Team 2017. Did I say that? Did I say the 2017? Amrita Team 2017. 25% off anything on their site, anytime. Flat $5 shipping. Okay, so these are date-based bars that are hypoallergenic. They don't have nuts, so if you have a nut allergy, they uh, they have a, um, a seed, seed base instead of nuts, so that's how you get your protein uh, and fats through seeds. Uh, what I found out is they're easy on the stomach, but they're kind of slow acting. So I've started using them before swims as well. That way, as you digest it, as you're swimming, you know, you've got an even flow of energy the entire time. It's really, really smart. Another benefit is, well, we're coming out of winter, so maybe if you're down under, uh, this might apply to you. They don't freeze like other bars. They don't get hard and, and freeze solid if they get really cold. They're soft. They're chewy. They're really good. Um... They're really low in allergens or have no allergens actually, and that helps reduce inflammation, which is a big deal in training. So check it out. Again, Amrita Team 2017. AmritaHealthFoods.com is where you can go and check them out. Okay, I think that's it for sponsors. And we're not gonna do a training log this time. I didn't record one because I wanna get this interview with Jocelyn out as fast as I can. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, these laughing goals. They sound like, like dog squeeze toys. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, go into the cards and letters. And then after that, I got a lot of questions that need answering in those things. And then after that, we'll uh, wrap up the show and head on out. Okay, here we go. All right, let's go ahead and get to our cards and letters. Let's see, we have emails, all kinds of cool emails. Kevin Judd. Oh, some of these are um, from last episode. I forgot to include these in the last episode. I got all into my AirPods and my Suntos and my oh, swim lane fighting. <laughs> and uh, let's go ahead and uh, cover some of these. are old. And let's see, Kevin Judd said, yo, Coach Brett, as I believe you gentlemen from the New World say in greeting to one another, question mark. Having just received my first order of Hornet juice, thank you very much, and it got me to thinking, here I am, an Englishman who lives in Belgium but works in Germany, who likes to listen to a guy who's all the way over in America, talk about Zen triathlon and all sorts of useful training stuff. And by the way, I'm about half German, half Swedish, <laughs> half Scotch-Irish, and... Let's see, uh, talk about uh, Zen, triathlon, and all sorts of useful training stuff while I'm driving nine hours across Europe to, down to Bavaria, the fatherland, 
and I ordered some Hornet juice on your website, and lo and behold, just a few days later, I received the package all the way from New Zealand, exclamation, no wait, question mark, question mark, question mark, how good is that? Truly international, I guess that makes you world famous, Brett, smiling face, I am not a triathlete, but I do like to run, Mr. Slow Joe, that's me, that's cool, and after years of regularly being regularly wounded in action i stumbled across your podcast since then i have learned shed loads that's a new way to say it about stuff (laughs) and i have been injury free for the last 12 months well i'm glad my injury freeness went when it left my body as i got injured it went to somebody that could use it so glad you're using it uh 12 months through mixing things up i.e. swim a bit, run a bit, bike a bit, and even hill walking with the missus. Two exclamation points. Who knows, maybe one day I'll try a try, question mark. Yeah, you never know, man. Just go with the flow. Have some goals, but just, uh, you know, do what comes. And let's see, I'm off out for my first run with Hornet Juice tomorrow. Working the uphills and cruising the downhills. Wish me luck. Exclamation point. Thank you very much indeed, sir, for the inspiration and gentle humor that is in try. Keep up the good work. Three exclamation points. Yours, Kevin Judd. I think Kevin, Sir Kevin, was seeing if I would say out loud all the exclamation points. You will not be disappointed. Exclamation point. All right, Taz Davis. This is a really interesting one. Taz, this is a long email, and it's all great, but I don't know if I have time to read the whole thing uh, on the whole episode, even though it is fantastic. Um, Taz is, what's Taz, the last name, Davis. Taz Davis is one hell of a woman of a triathlete of a person. This is really cool. Um, Greetings, Brett, exclamation point. I'm a longtime fan of your podcast and sometimes contributor, money contributor. uh, And I also have a t-shirt. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Over the, you can get a Zentri t-shirt at zentriathlon.com, by the way. Uh, Over the past seven or so years, that's a long time. I have listened and learned a great deal from your experiences and your guests' experiences. Your dedication to triathlon and the multi-sport Lifestyle is unwavering and extraordinary among the many. I especially enjoyed episode Zen applied to triathlon. Help me come to the now. Find my Zen. In parentheses. I am certainly a fan of your tenacity, candor, and honesty, especially when you try new things, equipment, diet, events. I have followed your journeys through many facets of your training and for a varied amount of events from swimming across Lake Tahoe to a local 5K and Ironman Canada. Vancouver, uh, to name a few, you totally deserve high props, for example, maintain the balance. Of turn. Okay, I'm going to read this fast because this is so good and I want to get to it. Um, uh, da, 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 current family, all while training for long course triathlon. Oh, you totally deserve high props for your example of maintaining the balance have of having a career and a family all while training for long course triathlon. That is harder than any qualifying slot for Kona. Well, thank you very much. Uh, your wife and son are an integral part of all the aspects of your life and support of you and your dedication is outstanding. You have inspired so many along the way, which brings me to Iron Baby and Ultra Baby. It is because of Iron Baby... Uh, that's where I do a self-supported Ironman. I have been doing them yearly, but I did an ultra, self-supported Ultraman, which is like a double and a half, triple kind of Ironman. I did that two falls ago and um, trying to recover from that. And then I did an Ironman 
within like eight months and trying to recover from that. I didn't do one last fall, but I might do one this fall. Okay. Cause I like doing them every year in the fall is because of iron baby that several years ago, I dreamed up of doing my own solo long course triathlon right here in my hometown, the Island of Key West, Florida. This is where it gets so cool. Mine will be called Iron Taz. The basic idea was to train for and do a self-supported iron distance solo effort. All I would need is someone to hold my bike for me at the beach while I swam 2.5 miles. And then I would bike 115. Are you noticing a pattern here? Then leave my bike in my house and run 26.5 in the parentheses because 140.6 isn't enough. For the rest of the support, I would stop at a store or put drop bags the night before. Oh, but circumstances, parentheses injuries, delayed my first Iron Taz 144 until last year. Specifically, in most of 2015, before the first Iron Taz, I began to come back from foot injuries that took me many months to recover from, and I did not know whether I'd ever run again or even walk pain-free. It was an arduous journey, but I slowly came back with the help of doctors at Southernmost Foot and Ankle, Key West. I should read stuff with a Southern accent. More than I already got. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Okay, well, I'm not going to ruin her email by doing that right now. I can't just entertain myself. Is <laughs> this supposed to entertain y'all? Uh, who are the who are also athletes and trusted friends? I also owe a great deal of gratitude to my many friends and especially Coach Mark Coleman. I think I know him. And wait, I know a Zen Mark Coleman and my family here on the island of Key West who morally supported me supported me through tough times and a benchmark race that ultimately brought me back to the start line of my first Iron Taz 144. You know what? As an aside, we should try to interview her. Uh, what was a mind-blowing adventure it was? Two exclamation points. More in that in a moment. But first, I'm also forever hugely grateful to you, Brett Blankner, for your unknowing inspiration to me throughout years of listening to your podcast and your air annual Iron Baby solo triathlon. Gosh, I think I've done them like 10, 12 years, or 15 years. However old Kai is, 12 years. Uh, you have been in my ear on a lot of bikes and runs with me. This year, it will be the second time in a little longer distance than the first Iron Taz last year. I'm going to go 150 miles. As I'm embarking upon Iron Taz 150, I wanted to personally let you know you're a far wide inspiration. You have helped me. I said I wasn't going to read the whole thing. I'm totally like reading the whole thing. Uh, others, during the last year's event, many people came out and participated with me along the way. It was incredible, exclamation point. Yes, it is. They do that with mine, too. And it's the coolest. I uh, They start joining you. And I tell people... You can join me for any or all of it, right? Bring your stuff, and I do a running loop, and you can run uh, one mile, you can run three miles, you can run, you know, whatever, all, all that you want. Um, you can do a half marathon, you can do half the swim, half the bike, and half the run, then you've done a half Ironman, self-supported, whatever you want. I just kind of lay out the general kind of course and say, have fun. And it ends up being crazy. I'm talking about mine right now. Let's go back to hers. And uh, well, my attention on Taz. Wait, wait. I missed something. I kind of felt like Forrest Gump. It was so amazing. As a result, many more were inspired to become more active and even new triathletes because of the experience. Unbeknownst to me, many, many people watched the posts from my friends on Facebook and were motivated further. Directly or indirectly, you and your Iron Baby continue to inspire. While my intention with Iron Taz was a merely quiet personal accomplishment, it ended up being so much more. In essence, it ended up not just uniting a small island triathlon community, but producing new people to fitness. Introducing new people to fitness. 
and also to let them know that yes, anything is possible. People ask why I do it, if there's a charity, and how they can help. I tell them that it's just for fun, and they can come out and participate in some or all. Come swim 100 yards or run a marathon. Just come on out. During last April's event, I was surrounded by people of all walks of life and fitness levels. There were ultra marathoners, a world champion obstacle racer, a Kona participant, a first-time century rider, or several of them, uh, Key West High School track coaches, and even little kids. And the list goes on. Fun for all and all for fun. Man, this is so true. Um, I could tell you many, many stories of the people who swam, biked around with me, and tell them the positive impact it had on them. That would make another thousand words. Basically, I just wanted to thank you for doing what you do. I also wanted to know, wanted you to know the impact you have on others. Please keep doing what you do and telling the world about it. All of it. Also, I invite you to join or watch me from Facebook. This, this, this is where I failed on my end. I did. I didn't read it. I didn't get to reading this on my podcast, but. I did Instagram it, and she knows this, Taz knows this, I'm telling y'all. I Instagrammed it, I tweeted it, and that's all patched over to Facebook. Um, anyway, and I have like um, six, 7,000 followers on uh, Twitter. So it got out to a lot of people, and uh, she sent me a t-shirt. It was so cool. And so it looks like she's probably going to do it next year, I hope. And... Um, Oh, man, I'd love to go to Key West. That would be pretty rad to come do that one with her. Um, for Iron Taz, 150, because 140.6 is enough. With highest regards, Taz Elizabeth Davis. Now, check this out. She's an Ironman certified coach. She lives in Key West, and she is badass. I, I posted another picture of um, all of her stuff organized for uh what for her um transitions and this lady knows what she is doing it is amazing amazing how wired she is i call that when i was in the court you know the military unit called wired when you have your stuff all together it's wired down wired together she knows what she's doing so thank you taz uh you are taking my level of inspiration and multiplying it it's it's stunning to see from outside looking at somebody else doing the same thing um like how impressive it is like wow that you're doing this and doing it well and um possibly even better than me <laughs> especially since it's in key west which sounds way more awesome than college station texas but uh, i'm like wow i'm just floored knowing what it all uh, what all it takes to put this together. Very, very impressive. So uh, congratulations. And it looks like she's willing to take people to kind of hang out with her next year. And also, um, hey, if the, the Iron Baby and maybe Taz's thing uh, spawns more people doing it. I hear about it all the time where people go out and do self-supported events. They do their own, their very first half Ironman on their own, their first Olympic, first Ironman. First triathlon of any kind. Emily's first triathlon was in Tri-Nurse. My wife uh, was self-supported. I made her do it. She was worried about whether she could do this one triathlon. Uh, I think it was a sprint, her very first triathlon. So I said, let's just go do one. You go, we'll go to the pool. And because it was a pool swim one anyways. I said, let's go to the pool. You're going to swim uh, the 300 yards or whatever it was. Now get out. And I was, I, we walked over to the, 
outside to the car and I had her bike already. I go, now hop, hop on your bike. And I biked with her and she biked, I don't know, it was like 12 miles or something like that. And uh, I biked with her. And then I said, all right, now let's lock up the bikes and now let's run. And we ran a 5K probably is whatever it was. And she did it. And then there you go. I go, you've done it. You've done a triathlon. Um, now you can go do the one uh, for real, quote unquote, uh, just because you paid money for it. Um, in Dallas or wherever it was, uh, Tyler probably. And uh, you know that you can finish and you know what it's going to feel like in general and just just have crowds and more cheering. That's it. And uh, yeah, so you can do it too for charity or not. That's pretty cool. So thanks again, Taz. All right. I hate leaving this email because it was so good. But I got to move on to the next one. Matt Biggin. <laughs> this guy's great. Uh, y'all notice the cow. Oh, I am... Um, I told a story a couple of podcasts ago about somebody send in a, uh, please send in a horror story, a spooky story about cows where when you realize you're at, I was at a bonfire. This is a true story. I was at a bonfire kind of, and, um, uh, a few weeks ago and there was cows around the perimeter coming up and they kept getting closer and closer and you could kind of see them through the firelight just hovering around they were kind of scared of the fire or they were like hovering kind of on the edge of the darkness and it was um in a weird way it was almost spooky and i i made the joke that um you can tell which ones are venomous because they have uh, vertical slits for eyes. that's how you can tell if a snake is venomous or if it's um non-venomous is uh if it has round pupils or if it has slit pupils like a cat if it has slit pupils, then it's venomous. And um, I said, look at that cow over there. He's got, he's got slit pupils. That's how you know it's venomous. <laughs> so I said, uh, I was telling that story, and I said, anybody out there have uh, want to add to this story or write something in, I'll read it on the show. And Matt Biggin has sent something in. So here we go. Y'all notice the cow hovering. hovering. Oh, man, I messed it up. Y'all <laughs> noticed the cow hovering ever so close to the campfire light. Almost as if it was a cold-blooded creature making the attempt to it to kept itself awake, to keep itself awake. We'll change it there for an impending strike. It was a tad freaky when I turned around to see its eyes mimicking ones of a venomous snake and its exhalations. Hey, that's a five-dollar word right there. Turning into a slow rolling fog from its nostrils, I had to double take at the creature. Matt begin is English your first language? Okay, I had to double take at the creature, which is which I instantaneously regretted. <clears throat> Nietzsche's words, Nietzsche's words played throughout this meeting of the eyes and if you gaze long into an abyss the abyss also gazes into you i began to ponder these words and caught myself even mouthing them as if i was trying to teach a baby its first words the others around the campfire found themselves caught in the exact same gaze with the cow see here i would have said with the beast okay but with the cow i started to hear them slowly chanting what? Uh, almost as if they're instructed by a higher power to say the quote aloud, dot, dot, dot. Fortunately, we soon realized that after our 15-mile hike into these very woods, that it was just a case of dot, 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 hypoglycemia. 
Read the remainder at one time one point five x speed. Okay, so we ripped open a box of Amrita bars and got to work. As for the cow, well, the animals never spoke of again. The end. Exclamation point. <laughs> Brett, I had fun doing this. I wasn't sure if you were serious about it, but I had some free time and decided to dive in. Exclamation point. Awesome episode, by the way. I love hearing about tr training and future endeavors to hopefully see these fulfilled come early fall. Exclamation point. Regards. Matt Biggin. Okay, I want to add to this. Somebody, Matt, you or uh, anybody, it could be multiple people, send in a story about a Japanese samurai in... Kai's home, he's coming downstairs. About a Japanese samurai uh, during the Shogun era, era but instead of a horse, he has a bicycle. And he's going in the battle with his bicycle. And you can talk about the make of the steel. You know, like their swords are like really special. The make of the steel, his body armor, his, his goal. You know, he has to go in and attack this wall. And then uh, ninjas coming out and fighting him. And uh, what else? <laughs> The tea ceremony, um, but then it everything has to revolve around he rides a, he rides a bicycle instead of a horse, which would be really good. So please, somebody write that story and send it in. I'll read it on the show. All right. Hello. All right, I'm back. Sorry, had to uh, <laughs> had to put some sun uh, sunburn lotion on Kai's back. He was outside at a pool. And playing basketball all day. Still doesn't understand uh, how the sunburn happens in sunscreen and stuff. Even though I felt like we've explained it about a thousand times. But I think now he gets it. Now that he's gotten burned pretty good. Anyway, let's see. We have donations from Todd Nelson, Matthew Heintz, Allison Frutos, Matthew Froes, M. Webb, Troy Forsland. He did the one-time donation. That's pretty cool. Uh, Tyler Moyer, Spiros Fetzis, Dwayne Morin, Joseph Diber, or Deber, and Joseph Rogalski. What's up, dude? Uh, Houston Marsh. What's up, dude? And Michael Radogna. What's up, dude? All right. Those were the donations and emails from the last episode, which I failed to get out there correctly. But now we are on to this episode, and I have some good ones. Oh, Luke. Lukasg Rzanek. Sorry, I can't pronounce your name correctly. Uh, L-U-K-A-S-Z. See, it is hard to say. I wasn't making it up. I present you the dash <laughs> for $299. Oh, I think his email was titled Apple uh, AirPods Suck. And uh, it was pretty funny because last episode I did a review of them. I like them a lot. They have a little bit more battery life, and they do look kind of odd in your ears for the time being. That'll probably become probably become a better issue pretty on pretty soon down the road. I don't even think about it anymore when I wear them. I've learned not to care and uh, what you look like when you do what you want to get done, and because that just holds you back. But Lucas's email is very valuable, and I want to read it to you. Um, I present you the Dash for two ninety nine. So these are other ear, uh, wireless Bluetooth earphones. And here's why they're good. You don't need your phone with you. Four gigs of storage and MP3 player built in. All these are independent, by the way. He didn't mention. Um, they, uh, 
one in each ear, and they kind of fit in your ear canal more. Uh, you can track your heart rate. They detect your heart rate and announce every five minutes during training. Uh, you can swim with them, and they will give you some stats while you will do so. You don't have any penises sticking out of your ear. <laughs> and he wrote penises in italics, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> any penises sticking out of your ear? Exclamation point. Okay, uh, you need no additional silicone fittings, all included in the package, and they really do stick in like penises. Uh, I bought the leash and I simply do not have to use it. About four hours real battery life usage with the built-in MP3 player. Uh, compatible with Android and iOS. And the best feature, pass-through audio transparency. So you can hear traffic noises, etc. And with the windshield tech, which will mute wind noise frequencies. Oh, that's cool. You know, the first time I read this, I didn't catch that. Uh, now I'm reading it back out loud to y'all. Man, that is pretty cool. Okay, because um, riding on your bike can wind noise. It'd be nice to block that out, to silence that. That'd be pretty neat. You know, they make these like little earmuff kind of cover things. <coughs> By the way, now that I think of it, I should mention, they're probably a dollar. You can put over your ears. They look like earmuffs. And... Um, they, uh, they're just foam, and they, they slow down the wind enough where you don't get wind noise when you ride it into the wind. They're kind of like ear warmers or something like that, but made for cycling. Kind of cool. Okay, uh, let's see. Carrying case with five to six charges in it, similar to the AirPods. Oh, it's getting late, man. Oh, I need to go to bed. I was up early swimming this morning. And let's see. Uh, good over-the-phone quality. At least no one ever complained. Boy, man. My, uh... As you heard at the beginning of the show, the audio um, that I recorded, uh, recording audio from uh, the AirPods was crap. Um, since I bought them, I can't imagine going back and being forced to carry my phone with me. And it's so cool, is the way he wrote it, to swim with your best training tracks. Counting pool links out loud is not a bad thing as well. What? They count pool links out loud? You're kidding me. Cheers, mate. Exclamation point. Oh, dude, now I'm jealous. But they're $300. Oh, I got mine. I had a $100 gift certificate, so I got mine for like 79 bucks. <laughs> and I've heard the AirPods are actually waterproofish, so theoretically I could swim with them, although I don't have the money to try it. All right. Oh, they wouldn't work anyway because the water would block the radio signal. Okay. Okay, Mark wrote in. Hey, Brett. Do you know when my order will arrive? Yeah, Hornet Juice does take uh, one to two weeks to get there some, at the most, 10, day, 10 business days, because it has come from New Zealand. Uh, the previous one was quite quick, and I have three weeks of training for my first IM race, Ironman Australia, on the 7th of May. I've listened to your great podcast for several years, and starting out with the Olympic distance races to building up to 70.3, when I live back in the UK, all self-trained with advice from your shows. Zenyard Triathlon, ruining coaches' careers uh, for, what year are we on? 12 years? 13, 14 years. Okay, since moving to Australia 20 months ago, I have, oh, so cool, man. Uh, I've not done an event and wasn't doing any training until October 2016 when I signed up for Ironman Australia to mark my 40th birthday this year. It's an eight-hour drive down the coast from Brisbane. I've heard of Brisbane. Where I live to Port Macquarie, 
where the event is one of the oldest IM events on the calendar. Now in its 31st year. Okay, I'm not doing it right. <laughs> Exclamation point. I got to get in the mode to do Australian. Um, my name is Bruce. Hello, Bruce. Okay, I got myself a coach and have built up to 15 hours a week training for the last three months. Nice, dude. That's legit. Uh, as well as a full-time job, 2.5 hours commuting a day. Oh, man. I hope you can uh, do some of that uh, as like on the bike or on the run of that commuting instead of just all driving. Being an ex-rugby player, I'm on the heavier side, 90 kilograms and 190 centimeters tall. I don't know what that is in Texan, but it sounds big. Um, then I'm on a six-year-old felt F85 road bike, so it won't be challenging for the podium, but looking to nail the event and finish to beat mine and others' expectations of my ability. Oh, I like that. Do better than what you think people think you can do. Surprise them. Ooh, that's good. Uh, and, of course, silence the fear that is an ever-present voice. Exclamation point. I don't know why my throat got so scratchy. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to receiving my horny juice soon to help me smash these last couple of weeks training and obviously the event. Cheers, Mark. All right, so keep up the great work, and I look forward to receiving my horny juice soon to help me smash these last couple of weeks training and obviously the event. Cheers, Mark. All right, we've got a donation from Brett Hoyer. Uh, Kevin Judd, ooh, with an email. Oh, my God, this thing's long. Uh, hello again, Coach Brett. <laughs> so after, wait, Kevin Judd was a guy that donated earlier. Yeah, okay, so after a bit of delay, I finally got the chance to try out the old Hornet ju juice this weekend. The story's a bit long-winded, but hopefully you'll see my point at the end, if you haven't lost the will to live before you finished reading Smiley Face. On Sunday, I had to drag my sorry arse across Munich to get to the laundry. And rather than wasting hours, sat watching my smalls go round and round in circles. I don't know what that means. Uh, I decided to use the time to go for a jog and see what effect, if any, Hornet Juice had on little old me. As I said before in previous emails, I'm not, in capital letters, not triathlete the princess yet but your podcast has lit a candle somewhere deep in my mind and what happened on sunday has certainly given me food for thought mixing up the hornet juice i found myself actually reading the instructions oh, that's rare uh not something i usually bother with <laughs> and i saw the best way to take the stuff is on an empty stomach so I guess my better wishes, I skipped the breakfast cereals and scrambly eggs that i usually have on sunday and just drove into town Wait. Uh, Roxy's Roxy, uh, Zoe. Y'all remember Roxy? Oh, I miss Roxy. Hey, um, Zoe's wanting to, wanting to partake in the uh, story here. She's getting up on the couch, the studio couch next to me. Here's her collar. You gonna breathe? Okay, that's Zoe breathing. Gosh, she is a handful, man. Okay, um, Zoe's my uh, Mountain View Kerr, probably mix or yellow lab mix kind of hard to tell kind of a mix of two she's some kind of hunting dog that a guy was wanting to throw away and we rescued her she's a good girl she's got so many problems yes she does you have so many problems yes we'll fix you we'll fix you through running you and by running you you'll learn to behave right girl my baby girl scratch 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 scratch, scratch. 
She's probably like, who is this guy talking to over here? Into his phone. Okay, mix up the Hornet juice. Oh, take the stuff. Right, da, da, da. I threw my washing in the first empty machine that I found and set out for a slow and easy 5K jog. I'd heard that there was a nice park in the area and I was going to use the run to go find it. In no time, I'd found it and got to running around some really nice, with five eyes, leafy trails. After which I then trotted back to the laundry where I found my washing was just finishing. So... As soon as it was ready, I threw it all into this one big tumble dryer things. Banged in a few euros. <laughs> That's what she said. And headed straight back out again. I ended up running 14K and, in capital and, uh, while I was at the park for a second time that morning, I discovered there was a swimming pool in the same park. Three exclamation points. Being a good podcast listener. That's good. Good podcast listener. And I've started wearing, leaving my swim gear in gym bag in the boot of my car uh, to Americans. That's the uh, trunk. And after the laundry was done, I drove back to the pool in the park. And I was able to jump in and bang out a half mile swim. Hey, guess what, dude? By the way, Kevin, Mr. Judd, guess where my swimsuit is? It's in the car with my goggles and my swim cap and a towel so that I can go swim anytime I want. Okay. Um, so after the laundry was done, I drove back to the pool in the park and was able to jump in and bang out a half-mile swim. Uh, 32 links uh, by 25 meters. And nice and easy, just cruising along, as you say, and I felt good. And, uh, hey, by the way, um, I swam this morning, and then I cracked the windows in my car and put my, uh, this is Brett talking, I put my uh, towel over the steering wheel and my swimsuit over the steering wheel and my goggles on the passenger side seat and by 5 p.m. all dry and when I got back in the car, I put it all back in my swim bag and now it's all dry and ready to go. Okay, um, that's how you do it. Quit forgetting your stuff. Just leave it in the car. Uh, now, this last bit was not my intention at all, but when I got home from the pool and before I could cook my grub, the bloody phone rang, exclamation point. I wonder if he said it with a text accent. God dang, phone rang. Cow, pow. Uh, it was my oldest daughter calling from England. So, as I always do, I jumped on the exercise bike and gently pedaled while talking to her. This let me flush out my legs and a bit and completed my unplanned run bike swim. Lovely jubbly. I don't not I do not know what that means, dude. <laughs> but look, you did a triathlon. Um by accident, because you took hornet juice. And then in, in all caps, he uh, you're discovering triathlon all on your own, dude. That's pretty cool. In all caps, two lines down, he goes, and I still didn't feel hungry? Three question marks. Dude, I bet you were hungry later. And that was the weird bit. I was still running on quote-unquote empty, having eaten only an apple after the swim, but I didn't really need food. I wanted food, but I didn't really need it. I thought to myself, if this is what the hornet juice does, I'm in. One, two, three. I think that's six exclamation points. Uh, to sum up, I got in a 14K run, a half-mile swim, and a 15K bike without really trying on a nice, relaxing Sunday. And I'm not a tri-athlete. Okay, we need to fix that. Are you really, Do you really think that triathlete is spelled with a dash in it? Because we got to fix that. It doesn't. Or does it over there? I don't know. Okay. At least you spell triathlete right. I like that. 
Okay, thanks again for the great podcast, all the Zen stuff, and that feeling that maybe one day, <laughs> whatever, dude, you already did. <laughs> People think that triathlons are like some mysterious whatever that you have to discover, and they're so hard to come by, and you have to train forever to go do one. No, dude, you just did it by accident. You can do a triathlon by accident. Um, was it Saturday, Friday? I had the day off from work. We had a good Friday off. Oh, but the pool was still open, so I went and swam. And then um, later in the day, I biked uh, on the trainer. And then, or no, I came home and ran that morning. And then um, I ran about six miles. I swam 2.4 miles. And then I, I ran six. And then that afternoon, did we go mountain biking for almost two hours? So if that was on a road bike, that what is two hours on the road bike? That'd be like uh, 40, 40 miles, something like that. Yeah, all in one day without even thinking about it. It's cross training, man. It's all good, dude. Anyway, I'm proud of you, dude. That is really cool. Kev, uh, Joe Slow, Judd, I bet your daughter, when you're talking to the phone, I'm sure you told her all about this, and she was probably like, oh, my God, my dad's nuts. That's how you know you're being a good dad, by the way, if your kids think you're crazy. Um, really, honestly, they tell their friends about how proud they are of you and how kick-ass you are. That's what Kai says. He t- tells me I'm absolutely freaking nuts and he can't stand it, but then he, I overhear him and also he tells me, telling his friends, that his dad is awesome. <laughs> and so that's really cool. So I bet your daughter's doing the exact same thing. Um, P.S. Good to hear that the feet are getting better! Exclamation point. Keep up the good work. Yes! Let's do a, a short aside here and talk about my feet. And um, uh, I'm super stoked because I think I found a running route that I enjoy that is allowing my feet to get a little bit better. Um, the craziest thing that I've, I'm trying right now is not stretching my calves. I noticed, um, I document every day how my feet feel and what I did the day before. And um, I've noticed a pattern that they actually feel worse after I stretch my calves. Um, like it pulls on things too much. And I'm one of these people, they say that you can divide, um, scientists say you can divide people into two, two groups, those who um, benefit from stretching and those that don't and, um, or don't get injured. Um, and there's lots and lots, half the people out there or more, um, don't stretch and they don't get injured. And then if they start stretching, they get injured. So just do whatever works for you. And um, I hate this thing where you've got coaches that demands everybody stretches. Kai's um, his track team and his triathlon team, they're stretching before they, before they uh, exercise. And I'm like, I know that doesn't work for me. Anytime I do that, I get, end up with problems. Um, so... I've been doing the thing that they, everybody says to do is stretch. I got plantar fasciitis. You stretch the calves to, um, to you know, relieve the tension that's pulling on your calves, uh, that's pulling on your plantar fascia, plantar fascia under your feet, and it lets them heal better. But I started noticing pattern that the days that I skipped it, actually the next day my feet felt better. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of odd. And so now for the past... Uh, week i have not no i would say it's been a week past four days i have not been stretching my calves 
and my feet feel better and better, more better than they were before. They were already improving, but now they're like improving even faster. And, um, and it's again, because, uh, stretching pulls on things and tears them little micro tears. And, um, for some people, it's, uh, for a lot of people, it's apparently a thing. I don't, I don't want your emails about all of it. There's a huge scientific article that did A and B testing and placebo and like all this stuff. And they, uh, very rigorous, uh, uh, testing on this to see if stretching actually helps or injures helps or doesn't help or actually injures. And it, uh, was inconclusive because it totally depended on the person. So it may work for you, but anyway, uh, it doesn't work for other people. And, uh, let's see. And it definitely does harm certain people. Okay. Uh, I wonder if it harms different people per different body part. That'd be kind of interesting. Um, Let's get back to the whole point of this segment of the show. Donations, we only got three more. Karen Jackson, what's up? And uh, Simon Wright and Daniel Clemens. All right, those are the donations to the show. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go over to zentrathlon.com. On the left-hand side, there's donation buttons. There's recurring donation and subscription support. And then on the right-hand side, there's Hornet Juice orders. Hornet Juice is an amino acid powder that can... Um, uh, it, what it does is it enables your body fat to burn better, like our friend here uh, that sent in the email. It uh, turns you into a diesel engine. Um, it is not recommended for sex or else you might destroy the, uh, the house and lose your deposit if you endurance athletes start taking hornet juice and trying to uh, procreate at the same time. That's my $5 word for the episode. Uh, but a little bit off the top of the hornet juice order goes back to uh, Zentri. So go check it out, man. It's a really cool way, way to help support the show. And you get an email from me, and then you have my email address, which I kind of keep a little bit hidden. And if you uh, get my email address, then you can email questions, and I answer them, and I also will read some of your comments on the show. So it's good for everybody. Yeehaw. Whew. All right, that's it. <laughs> Let's get out of this segment and continue on with the rest of the show. Here we go. All right, cool. This is the end of the show. I've got to get this out there for everybody to check out. Check out Jocelyn. She's seated first Ironman Texas this weekend, this Saturday. Go and watch if you can. Watch their uh, watch Ironman's uh, live broadcasting if you can. Let's root for, root for uh, Jocelyn. Always love to root for friends of uh, Zen and the Art of Triathlon, people that get it. <laughs> Triathlon's a lifestyle a way to become a, uh, it's a tool to hammer you into uh, being a better person and seeing what you can do with yourself. And yeah, I'm really, really excited about this. This is good stuff. I can't wait to see Jocelyn in the race in Kona, man. That's going to be crazy. Absolutely crazy. You know, talking with her about taking a day off every week really drove home you know, the importance of rest. That's another great thing I took away from that interview was if uh, you cannot train one day of the week and win everything, <laughs> if somebody can do that, then probably you can too. You know, it's okay to take a day off. It's all right, man. Rest and recover, okay? So everybody stay safe out there, work the uphills, cruise the downhills, and keep the rubber side down. Out. Out.